to the Moto Show with Mathis and Lindsay. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. Now, your hosts and two guys who should know better, Paul Lindsay and Steve Mathis. And we're here. We're live in Las Vegas. I'm Steve Matheson. Welcome to the Moto Show. Uh, we're, we're live in the studio in Las Vegas. And live. we want to thank you for listening. Uh, as I said, my name is Steve Mathis. In guest in studio tonight, again, is uh, Kenny Watson. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Thanks for coming. And uh, another special guest that we have this week is uh, my buddy Justin. Justin, what's going on? How you doing? Not so special, but definitely a guest. All right, yeah. Uh, Justin's a, a moto fan. He's got a bunch of friends in the industry, and he's the reason why I moved to Las Vegas. So uh, Justin is the guy. He's got some good opinions. We're gonna ask him tonight to. Uh, Justin hauls ass too on in uh, driving RC cars too. Yeah, he does. He's an RC car driver. Here we go. Well, I guess first off the bat, let's touch on uh, on something. Somebody's missing from the show. Paul Lindsay is uh, not on this week, and I'm not sure if he's gonna be on in the foreseeable future. I would bet not. Um, creative differences, Watson, would we say? Uh, yeah, you know what, Paul? And uh, Paul's always been cool with me. I'm just, I just come on the show to try to put some uh, little excitement into it, and I don't know if I caused any controversy or what the story is, but uh, I'm here. Yeah. Steve asked me to be come back and, and help out and be part of it, and I'm here to do what I got to do. But, uh, you know, um, hats off to Paul for everything he did to get this thing started, and too bad he can't be part of it. Yeah, we're I mean we're partners. Him and I were partners on the show, and I really wanted him to continue on uh, in some capacity, either on the phone or, or making the trip in. And uh, he just uh, he chose not to, and I'm a little bummed about that. We needed Lindsay. His expertise as a manager, racer, agent uh, will be missed. And uh, but I guess we'll go on. Life will go on in the Moto Show. So yep. Watson, uh, you're looking like you might be a permanent guest here. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm willing to do whatever I can. Um, whatever you can. Let, whatever I can to make this thing. All right. Go, so well, let's, let's do it. Let's uh, let's talk about Jacksonville right now and uh, and Jacksonville Supercross. Ryan Villapoto did what he had to do, which was win, and uh, Ryan Dungey did what he had to do, which was get at least second. And uh, right now, it looks like Villapoto really needs to run the table to have any hope of the title. Uh, yeah. What what'd you take away from the main event uh, this weekend, Watson? Well, you know, going into it, you know, after practice, you know, I seen uh, Ryan hit the ground pretty hard, Villapoto, that is, um, twisted his ankle a little bit and uh, didn't come out and ride the second practice, sucked it up pretty good. I mean, uh, riding with, with a hurt ankle and I was up in the tower with Fisher and I asked Mike, you know, before the heat race, hey, how's your guy? And he just said, hey, we'll see. He's sore. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think when you get a good start and you ride up front, um, pain goes away. Yeah. It would have been a different, whole different story if he was in the back and struggling because he got up off the ground after he crashed again and fell another time in practice. So, yeah. you know, Kawasaki put him up front, and he, he rode an awesome race. So I think uh, I think he, he needs some things to happen for sure. Uh, I wasn't watching that practice. I was looking for Larry Ward, which I couldn't find. Big Bird was there. I found him. You found I him? I talked to yeah, Larry. Yeah. Yes, I did. Big, Big Bird, just a classic, uh, classic. People are already calling in, wanting to know where Paul is. <laughs> And uh, basically, uh, what did he do when he crashed? I, I didn't see it. Maybe uh, take it he went it. into that that jump on, jump off, jump on that tabletop section where yeah. you seen like Freeze crashed and a couple other guys went down. Regal. And yeah, he went off and he didn't get the lift going into the corner and he cased it a little bit and just blew the corner. 
everyone went said over the berm? Or? He was starting to, but he jumped off. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's saying that he went in too hot and his front wheel washed and he flew over the berm, but yeah, I, I, that's what happened. Right, right, right. And uh, definitely he was limping afterwards and he did some damage uh, to his toes. So, do you, do you think that, uh, I mean, can Dungey get second behind him every week? Can Dungey? I hey, mean, you know, I mean you know, anything can happen, but. Dungey, Dungey hasn't had a bad race yet. I mean, if you really think about it, Dungey hasn't his, got, his got worst a, race was San Fran, where he ate shit, and he still got fourth or fifth. Okay, yeah. So he hasn't got outside the top five yet. Where where you know, everyone knows that Villapoto had a bad race, crashed, got you know almost last, got a few points, but uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't had a bad one. If Dungey could go the rest of the season without a DNF or without a bad crash, I mean, there's still a lot of races left, and and it's just yeah. not the races. There's still a lot of riding during the week left. Yeah, and that's where it happens. Right, right. Justin, did you get a chance to check it out online or on the uh, on the tube? Uh, unfortunately, my DirecTV <laughs> provider did not have the 450 race. I did watch the lights. and What do you think? Uh, lights race was good. Um, Porcel, very smooth. Uh-huh. So, uh, anyways, the Barsha coming through the pack was good. Yep. Um, so, anyways, would have liked to seen the 450s, though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the class for sure. Uh, Porcel looked a little ridiculous. He, uh... He literally looked – he's in third riding around, and he was like, okay, time to end this, time to go to the front. And he made Stroop and Metcalf look a little silly as he just went around them. And, and I was going to say, that section where he was hitting that camelback, I mean, yeah. it was unreal just the way he hit it. I mean, one yeah. mess up, and he's done. Right. Done. That, uh, that camelback slash dragonback thing, that was big. Huge. I mean, those dudes were going in there. Like, you know, the normal dragon backs are little tiny whoops, stutter whoops. Those were pretty big. And, and one mistake, man, and that was it. Dude, the, like, I, I really think that, you know, it, Supercross needs to go back to the old school. Like, they used to do the Mickey Thompson deal where you could walk the track. Because watching that on TV or just sitting in the stands, it doesn't justify it at all. I mean, that, yeah. those, things, those things were big. And those guys were sitting on the rear fender and pinning it in third gear over those things. Yeah. And blitzing them like they were a set of whoops. Yeah. I mean, that's what's separating a professional guy from an amateur guy. If you went there, I mean, a guy like myself or just a weekend warrior would definitely just been rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> Even jumping into that knuckle right. and jumping out was dirty. Yeah, it was. That's true. That's a good point, which those guys were losing time, the guys yeah, that were exactly. doing that. Yeah, and that was slow, and that was pretty gnarly. But, hey, going back to that lights race, I mean, Justin Sipes, man, the guy qualified second. Ryan Sipes. R- sorry, Ryan Sipes. Sorry, Paul. Qualified, qualified second. Yeah. Getting second the week before, almost winning, and then not making the main. I know. I know. Um, amazing. And if you watch that main of that last chance qualifier for those lights guy, Scuba Steve had the best takeout clean uh, in the final turn that I've seen in a long yeah. time. That yeah. was sweet. That was sweet. And Sipes came from dead last to fourth or something. Yeah. With One that. more lap, Sipes has. Yeah. yeah. One more lap. He went from like sixth to third in like two corners, it seemed. Yeah. 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 He was hauling the mail. But, you know, you, uh, hey, that's racing, man. That's the way it goes. You, you don't have to be the fastest guy on the track every time to qualify or do good. you got to be one of the smarter ones. And he tried. He, in his interview, he said, hey, I tried to, to be cautious in the LCQ, go into the first turn, you know, not get over aggressive yeah. and just make it through the first turn. And you cannot do anything when a guy falls down right in front of you. Yeah. That, no. That's it. And in four laps, you're done. Two things I would like to see done is go back to a 22-man field for the light spikes. There's no reason not to have tw- not to have 22 and with the loss of semis, lengthen that LCQ. That's some of the best racing of the night. It's four laps. The, the 250 guys are six. 450 guys are six. So there's no reason not to make that thing longer. It's a great race. I, I agree. I mean, I was, I've never really been a big fan of the way they changed the program anyways. Mm-hmm. I always, always, even in the big bike class, I, I always thought that, 
the the semis were were good for the sport and everyone's saying oh it's just too much racing people lose you know track track of what's going on but you know what it gives an opportunity for you know a privateer team or a guy that's yeah. not going to be on the podium to get on there to promote his sponsors and, and to get some tv time where you know and it's there's just it's just too much fill i think you know instead of doing that freestyle thing but once again feld sells that to, well, to jaegermeister and they get the freestyle they get, thing I'm a fan of in the sense that the fans are a fan of that. I, hey, I'm not that taking it works, away. Man. People like that, it. Those are my roots, too. It's freestyle, <laughs> and, I, and I back that. <laughs> I back good. it, but I just think it needs more. I mean, right. dude, the races start at 730, and they're done at 930. And that's with a half-hour you know, yeah. freestyle event, and you know, each race the, is 20 minutes. So. The only complaint I have about that freestyle thing is the length of time it takes to set up that ramp and drive the truck out. I don't know. I can't offer a better solution, so I, I'm not going to say it sucks, but it seems to really drag it down. I, I, I can. You, you get a, right. They okay. get a takeoff ramp. They pull in the takeoff ramp, which is nothing, and use the downside of one of the triples. Yeah. And they could do that all could day the, long. Could the riders do that, though, with no That's problems? That's why they do it in Europe. I know, but it seems like it's, I don't but know. What? Well, I don't know. You You're are, right. You don't know. You are the warp Tour guy, I guess. Yeah, you, you don't know, so don't <laughs> yeah. even jack no, around I'm, with me. I like how you say freestyle's your roots. No, it's hey. not. Motocross is my roots, but okay. freestyle has paid the right. paid the uh, cha- paid the rent for a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, basically, so the the, the one thing we got to get off the top of is our guest. Well, I didn't really talk about our guest. Our guest tonight is uh, Monster Energy Ch- Kawasaki's Chad Reed, and we're gonna be calling him if, uh, in Florida here in a little bit to uh, to ask him some questions, pertinent questions like, "Hey, when are you coming back to racing?" As well, uh, Steve Cox is going to be on later. And, Kenny, I don't think I cleared that with you, but we're going to have Steve Cox on later nice, afterwards nice. To, hey, did uh, anybody, to argue. Did anybody uh, have a chance to watch Bubba's new show? Is uh, it, did you, I saw did you get anybody out there on the boards it. or anything? I didn't see I, I'd like to get some feedback and thought what people like. I, th- I thought that uh, Eric Sorby has a big future in TV. Big oh, future God. in TV? I, yeah, yeah. I think so. Dude. For the love of Frenchie, I feel it coming. Uh, I know he's not too happy with Travis Preston right now over a podcast I did with him, but uh, whatever. that's okay. Eric's uh, the man. What do you think of the show, Justin? Interesting. Interesting? Yeah. That's the only comment you can make? Yeah, I'd like to see the remaining episodes. I, I saw online where somebody had gotten to him uh, via you know direct TV or, or uh, uh-huh. uh, cable online, something like that, and they've already watched four or five of them. So. Oh, okay. All right. be interesting to see how they play out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – we're in the process of restructuring our show a little bit too, ladies and gentlemen. I think when we come back after the uh, – we're going to take next week off, Easter. And when we come back, we're going to launch some new sponsors. We'll That'd be them. awesome. What do you think, Paul? I, I think we should. I think we're going to launch some new sponsors. and uh, Sponsors are good. Yeah, sponsors are good. And uh, also, don't forget, people, you're going to have a chance to call in and talk to Chad Reed. Uh, 702-586-7857 is the number. 702-586-PULP, and you can call in and talk to Chad Reed. Ask him a question. Ask Watson a question. Ask Justin a question. Um, whatever you want to do. One thing that I think – well, first of all, can we just agree that Trey Kennard's 2011 Honda contract is done? If it's smart. not Vegas. It's not Vegas yet. <laughs> so now they're I signing him before. I I, I, you no, know no, what? I'm not saying officially, but you know what I no, mean. It's like Watson. minus 250 if we're talking Vegas. Yeah, I will tell you one thing. I know how Honda works with their with their budgets. Uh-huh. Honda's racing budget for 2011 goes on in April. That's when it goes live. Yeah. So their contract is in 2010 ends on May third or on um, March 31st. Yeah. Okay. Their new budgets start April one. So it could happen anytime from April one on that Trey Kennard gets signed. If Honda's going racing. 
or they're not going racing, he will probably be on a red bike somewhere. If it's where he's at now, factory right. connection, where Honda pays it, I don't know. I know Honda is very, very happy with him. And, hey, that kid, you know, he got Kevin at the line, man. That was an awesome race. Him and Kevin were battling, and we, we talked about those guys the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, what, uh, what hey, think, good for think? that kid. What do you think that pass is worth, 40 grand, 50 grand for a K-Dub? Oh yeah, at yeah. least fifty grand. Oh. I would say his bonus probably for probably thirty. I, I think would say. thirty for the placing, but then maybe gear and everything else. Yeah, maybe, maybe forty. Yeah, but, he didn't look too happy. <laughs> no, not definitely. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, considering he's making my yearly salary, he just lost it. Yeah, he didn't look too happy. No doubt. He about wasn't it. too happy. I mean, I talked to K Dub before the race, and uh, you know, we were just looking up in the stands, and we we're like, "Can you believe this place right now?" He's like, "Man, I'm embarrassed. This is embarrassing to even go out and ride with the with nobody here." You know, so. Yeah. He, I don't understand uh, what it is about Florida and Supercross. It's because Orlando's never been good. Tampa wasn't good. Miami wasn't good. I was at Miami back in the day. They've never drawn well. Daytona didn't draw well either until the last few years when they kind of moved it to the nighttime. But you know what's crazy? I, Gatorback did okay. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's I an outdoor. Yeah. Gatorback. I mean, there's probably 10,000 people there. Right. What is it about uh, about Florida and Supercrosses? I don't know. I don't know. I, good, I, Jacksonville's I, a cool city. Good stadium. Good pits. Everything, you know, good weather. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. That's a tough one. Coming yeah. from the Mecca of like Florida is. I mean, there's yeah. tons and tons of people that ride motocross and are into the sport down right. there. I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's always inevitable <coughs> at some point that you're going to see some hostility between the championship contenders. We've seen it all the time. Uh, Wyndham and Reed didn't like each other. Two, you know, Wyndham's one of the most laid-back guys out there. Uh, obviously, Stewart and Reed didn't like it. Going back as far as MC and Losk, they got into it. You're always going to get into it with the guy that's challenging you for the lead. But this year, we don't have it. Dungey and Villapoto have not gotten into it. They've not said a bad word about each other. They've not gotten into, the, into any sort of close racing. Kind of weird, huh? For sure, for sure. I mean, if you go, it's got to happen, doesn't it? <laughs> I I would think so. I would think that uh, with that with what's on the line, you they would need to get a little bit more of a aggressive. But both those dudes are pretty humble. Maybe their camps might get into it. You know, maybe the Cowie guys and and the Suzuki guys. But you know, if you really look at it, the both those guys are young. Yeah. I don't think they have that that that. That anger or a turn to violence or, or turn into retaliation. <laughs> turn, to, turn to violence. You know what I mean? I think they're it, both happy to be there for sure. Like, for sure. I, they never would have thought, oh, you know. So If you asked Dungy if you think he'd been going for the title his rookie season, he would have said, you're on glue. Yeah, he would have said, uh, I'm super pumped just to be here, basically. Uh, what do you think, JR? Do you think, uh, can Villapoto catch him? What's going to happen? Uh, definitely. I would never count RV out. He's got that quiet confidence. Uh-huh. Um, that's... That's that's what's good about him. Uh, he can come from anywhere and still put it up front, and he'll ride to the last lap in Vegas. Yeah, and anything can happen between now and then. So I, if right. even at this point, I'd still be taking odds and putting some money on him. Yeah, really. And you are a betting man, which I know. Yeah, well, you, you do know, like to lay down the odd bet here. Vegas, in Las Vegas brings that out in you. I know. Well, not me, but you, anyways. Yeah, hey, come on now. I've seen your football pools. Yeah, only for, only for a few weeks, and then I realize what I, I know what I'm doing. Five let's, to win 200. Hey, let's on. talk about – I know you have a little bit of dirt – not dirt, a little bit of information on Regal in that situation. What do you think of Regal's uh, 450 debut? I, I mean, he's been fast, but, uh, you know, you got to hold it together. What do you yeah. think of that whole deal? Uh, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have information. I mean, you know, you're the info guy. You know more than me. You're at every race. But you're, not, you're, not, you're not saying I, I, what I, – I, I would just think that, listen, if, if – if, how much problems F. do they have on that team? They have some problems. I don't know. I mean, oh my God, listen to them. I, problems? I can't say I'm not there every day. Uh, All I'm saying is, it, it, ride the little bike, get your feet wet, 
uh, there's a big difference between you know knowing how to race and racing with the big dogs. You know, yeah. uh, amateur races are one thing, and and when you're in that stadium with everybody, even if you're getting tenth place or right. whatever the case, right. you're still getting experience. And then to just jump on the 450 and you've had a rough go of it. Have some claims like you're going to come out and run top five, and uh, yeah, you know. I don't know. Right. Hey, out of two, out of two races, I don't mean to cut you off there, bud. That's right. After two races, yeah. the kid hasn't made a lap. I was say, I think he's got two laps, maybe. Okay. No, yeah, he made a Three. lap in Jacksonville. He did? Yeah, it didn't happen first lap, that thing. Okay, okay. But like second lap or third lap. Two or three laps yeah. total. He yeah, needs yeah. to mellow out. I like the kid. He's just super overconfident, I think. Uh, you know, I've been around him a little bit, and I went over there to see Ivan, and I'm hanging out in there watching video, and he talks about how, oh, yeah, I was fast there. Oh, yeah, I, I was this, I was that. Hey, more power to him. He's confident mm-hmm. in himself, and he wants to do good. But sometimes you need to slow down to go fast. Right. And I think that's one thing in life you got to do, too. If you want to, you know, you, you can't, you got to take a step back before sometimes you take, you know, five steps forward. You got to take a step back in life, and it's the same way with racing, you know. And if, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So I think he'll be okay. Some sage advice from Kenny there. Uh, hey, Watson, what did you find out about this supposed fight at the Hyatt? Anything? Uh, I think I think it's all, you know, J-Law, J-Law was around. And <laughs> he was there. And a bunch of couple, couple dudes were getting ready to go at it. And okay. J-Law was, you know, there maybe you know, right. turning the, the pot. But I, I don't know the whole thing. So okay. I don't really want to speculate want- on it. But I can tell you this much. It wasn't J-Law's situation, and he did not start it. He might have finished it, but he did not start what, it. Uh, let's talk about J-Law a little bit. Uh, he's missing some, some flash. He's not the same guy he was. Um, <clears throat> what do you think's wrong? Is it just simply inactivity, Watson? Is he going to get it back? Um, and how's that chat board doing, Kenny Watson? Cool. <laughs> Engrossed in the chat yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about wow. J-Law? Can he get it back? Can he be the same rider? Where's it, what? Let's what's gone he's, wrong? He's 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 definitely struggling right now. He's talented. Dude, what is the guy? What is, it? The guy what is it? What do you mean? I don't know. You said get can, it. Oh, well, can I just he get mean, it back? Can he get the speed and the front runner speed back? I think I think you know when you take that much time off, it's kind of like yeah. an injury. And he was away from it, and he jumps back into it, and you know he was off his bike. Everybody was racing all summer when he was sitting in the can, and he, all he was doing in the industry was reading cycle news. Yeah. And he wasn't out there. Everyone gets faster. Everyone gets better. He comes out and, and starts pushing it, has some injuries, got, had, has some sickness. I, I personally, I, I know Jason Lawrence on a personal level, and yeah. I think he is okay. He's misunderstood. Yeah. He's no different than any other 20-year-old kid in America. I think he's funny. I think he's he is funny. He's, humor, a, yeah. he's a funny kid. And if he wasn't in the limelight, if he was just that everyday kid, what he went to jail for was total bullshit, if you ask me. Uh-huh. It's nothing that most kids in America don't do. Get into fights, get drunk, go to parties, do their thing. I don't but know all if they this... assault their friends, though, Kenny. Oh, bullshit. You tell me you've never gotten into a fist fight <laughs> with your buddy? Yeah. No, I don't think I, I have. have. Have you? Why? Oh, Can sure. Fist fight, pushing, shoving, wrestling. You have? Ah, sure. Okay, I'm outnumbered two to one yeah. here. All I mean, right. dude, I, there's I'm nothing lover, that he did that no one else right. has ever done. Okay. And he has this... this cloud over him well he had priors that didn't help him he had priors what are his priors were were lame they were lame priors (laughs) okay well the judicial the judicial system has determined they weren't lame i'm just saying ah but so is he gonna get it back is he gonna i i i I, you know like i said i'm a fan of jason lawrence and i sure hope he does because 
If he doesn't, he's going to have a really tough life ahead of him. He's gifted, he's talented, and he has a gift in the Sorrento motorcycle. So when he gets focused on what he has to do, personally, I think that he does not have the right representation and the right people. The guy grew up without a father, right. had his mom raising him, did what he wanted to do, and now it's like, okay, I'm to the age where I'm going to call my own shots. He needs some kind of guardian over him, father figure. Um, I know he has a guy working with him that's been working with him since his amateur days mm -hmm. that kind of took him under his wing to help him with his money and this and stuff. And I think there's a lot to it more than money. I think he needs some kind of figure in life to say, this is right, this is wrong, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that's what needs yeah. to happen. Yes. I, I, I don't care how he does on the track. I'll, tr I'll trade Bubba's world for J-Law's world any day of the week, dude. <laughs> yeah. That'll make yeah. some good reality TV Yeah, right no, there. no doubt about that. You're, you're absolutely right about that. I hope the kid gets it back. We need... A guy like that in a sport, whether like him, love him, whatever. We need a guy like that in a sport. He's uh, he's interesting. He's exciting, and uh, and uh, yeah, I hope he can bring it back. Did you see him and Way get into it? Did you see him take out Way? I talked to Nick today. He was not happy. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't see it either. But all I know, Way said basically it was one of those. Jason didn't feel like riding the night, so he's just gonna clean some dude out. Was that in the main event? Yeah, <coughs> I did see that. It was after the whoops, right? No, it was before the finish. Oh, in that bull turn. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He just he just came underneath him and took his wheel. But, hey, right. I you know what? There was a lot of that going on in that race. I mean, I'll, I'll use this guy for an example, and I never really thought the guy rode like that, but I was watching him, and he did it to my guy, and then I went, what the hell is this guy doing? He was going off the jumps and cross-jumping and looking over, and then he did it to every guy he passed, which was Brayton. And I like Brayton. I think he's yeah. a good dude. I don't think he rode like that. Yeah. But I was fired up after the race, man. I go, dude, why? you don't have to ride like that. And I don't usually say anything to riders. Did you confront him? I just said, you don't have to ride like that. And he just looked at me. And I go, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, um, what? Uh, <coughs> speaking of, of that, how how was your night and your riders? Blows his ankles still bugging him? or And Bonnie, like, uh, you know, how'd Bonnie do? Uh, Bonnie got 13th. 13th? Mm -hmm. and, and what about Blows? Blows, Blows 14th. got 14th. Blows was running, Blows was running 10th. Yeah, and uh, two laps to go, and that jump on, jump off, that tech section. Yeah, he landed, his foot fell off, and he twisted his ankle <clears throat> again, nice. his bad ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was said he was in major pain. It was like either throw up pain, pull off, and uh, he said, "Ain't no way I'm pulling off." Yeah. So and he, he rolled around and and let Bonnie, you know, and everybody else pass him, and he yeah. got 14th. But right. he's just, you know, he's in it. He's in a solid 13th. He's a uh, uh, points. In the points. Yeah, yeah. he's 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 only a couple points. Uh, you know, b behind 12th. And I think for him, his goal was to finish the season and, and not to be injured. So we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, enough is enough about that. So we'll see what happens in Houston. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Nice to have the week off, huh, Watson? Oh, it's definitely. been go, go, go. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go to Toronto, but uh, oh, that's true, you didn't. I think I'm, I'm more pumped for my team and my guys. I mean, those guys have been working their asses off all year mm -hmm. long, and uh, they, they need some time to regroup. And it's good, too, for us. You know, we're going to bring another addition onto the team, and it gives me time to kind of, uh, you know, get things ready for him and, and it's 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 like a new life a new blood for the team it's uh right. you know we're pretty much you know stagnant right now we've been like at an even playing field uh -huh. for the last since anaheim won and everything's turnkey now it's time to you know start over again with a new guy and let's get going right and, and that new addition would be uh i don't even know if you know this jr the I sheriff mean, the arena cross really champion is call. going to be riding on hart and huntington uh, for the rest of the five rounds so like i told watson they are now firmly in the tattoo lead. I was just gonna say, doesn't I don't even think he needs a wardrobe at this point. No, they're, they're good. No, no. no, he's already covered hey, in Hart Huntington tattoos. Yeah. Is he gonna bring like a super mega hot 
porn-looking chick to the races? I was just going to say. Duh. Yeah. I know. Like, does he have a new one? or? No, yeah. It's not if. It's when and yeah. how many. Uh, no, you know what? Josh, uh, he uh, went back to his roots. He, uh, you know, pulled it together when he started, you know, last year. And he, he got he's back together with his ex-girlfriend, Danielle, and they're working okay. things out. Oops, I might have just insulted her. I apologize. No, she's she's beautiful, and she's, you know, she's good for him. And, you know, I think it's it's a good deal for, for him to have a, a solid, strong woman in his corner because right. he's kind of a, a guy that needs a crutch once in a while and someone to lean on, and she's good for that. Yeah, and then uh, coming up on the show here is Chad Reed. We're going to give him a call uh, briefly. Um, Kenny, what did you uh, – <clears throat> on our flight to Jacksonville – None other than Mike and Tony Alessi sitting there and staging. You had a long conversation with Tony, and you asked him to come on a moto show. And I'll break this news first. Tony Alessi has committed to come on the show. We'll t- maybe we'll try to get him in uh, after Houston or yeah. one. But, uh, come you know, on the show they, or call into the call show? Call in the show. We'll, we'll oh, okay. call in. And uh, Tony is uh, ready to open up some, uh, some secrets that they have going on in their world and what's going on. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I think it'll be a good, good addition. You know, I caught a lot of flack for some of the uh, – Alessi the Moto Concepts Yamaha, but uh, can you confirm that uh, maybe not through Tony, but through people you know that I was maybe on the right track? Uh, I think you were. Okay. I mean, he did, he 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 didn't want to admit it. I think he was more of in shock, like you knew, right? And he didn't want to admit it, but he pretty much told me that he was going to Jacksonville to work on deals. Right. Well, let's so, see what happens. Let's so see what, what, happens. what that means, I didn't go and dig into right. him. Is that? But I know one thing, and one thing that uh, you might not see him on an orange bike. He will be on. He will be on a Jaegermeister sponsorship, mm-hmm. but it might be a Jaeger Hodaka. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows with him? And 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 hopefully Mike can pull it together here and uh, show up at Glen Helen and, and kick some ass. So. Well, Glen, no more Glen Helen. So. <laughs> uh, hang time. Yeah, I mean, show up at yeah, Glen Helen. Sorry. That's Oops. another thing. What We're, do you think about uh, that? I think that they needed <laughs> to do something with that track. It was super fast and dangerous. It was dangerous. And. You know, I don't think they wanted to do anything about it, and I think that you know, people did what they had to do, and they're moving on. And I heard that uh, maybe Paula. Yeah, yeah. Paula. I mean, if you guys haven't heard, seen, or you know, been to that place, Paula is awesome. What uh, What do you think about that, Jr. As a, as a guy who's only national, yeah. he probably ever went to was going to Hangtown. Oh, you didn't go to Hangtown? Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. I think it sucks all the way around. Um, bad for everybody. Yeah. Um, is there ulterior motives? Who knows? That's, you know. As a fan, to be seen. As, as a, a fan, fan, did you like the facility, the place, the yeah, the parking, I, the concessions, the track? Like, did being you like local everything? there and, yeah. and knowing the ins and outs, I knew you know knew how to work the system and could get in right. and out of there successfully and uh, <laughs> whatnot, even without a helicopter. But yeah. uh, um, it's a great track. I, I it should be on the schedule, and it, it sucks yeah. that they couldn't get things worked out. Um, hopefully, they do because yeah. They still have a date that they're moving it to. Mitch um, Payton told me it wasn't completely dead. I don't know what he yeah. knows or what he. Well, I know a lot of people to, in the industry are really bummed because, uh, you know, a lot of people have dates. Are they set bummed for, you're not talking to the microphone? <laughs> As people are getting married and people are yeah. going on cruises. Burner, burner's weddings. That weekend. I mean, there's a lot oh, of stuff wow. going on that a lot of teams, you know, a lot of riders are committed to do some stuff in their personal lives. Yep. and. And it's not they're not too happy about it. Yeah, so we'll no, see what happens. Absolutely, that I agree. does suck because these guys have to plan well in advance. Yeah. as far as even a honeymoon or or an anniversary vacation or yeah, uh, uh, kids' birthdays. So <laughs> didn't even think of that. Kids' birthdays. Yeah. Uh, now, now, uh, Justin, the first the first uh, place I met you was uh, through Nick Way uh, when I was his mechanic. Yeah. You and Nick are buddies. You lived with him. You lived with Robbie Renard at one time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and and you lived with Did a few others. Did you work others. for Robbie? No, no, was just friends. Didn't you work for him at a race? At one race somewhere? Uh, yeah, I helped him out. I wouldn't call work because work 
Yeah. You get a paycheck. But, yeah, yeah, but didn't you like at a Glen uh, Helen invitation? I, I helped him out a couple okay. spots here in the end, same right. with Nick. But it was just so, yeah. we were roomies, and you know, it was just in, what, all in fun helping out. What uh, What's your take on Enway Enway season? Uh, you talk to him still a lot? No, not as much. I mean, you know, yeah, he's on the road and all that, and uh, so I haven't talked to him in the last couple of weeks. Uh, right before he went to Florida, I guess. Right. Um, but he's doing good. I'm happy for him, and uh, I think he's doing a pretty good season. He made the best out of his opportunity yep. at uh, at Cowie, and you know he did show a couple hole shots after that that it didn't he didn't need a factory bike for it. So yeah. I'm happy for him. Hope to see him. I think good. Nick Way is riding better this year than he has in a couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, he's really putting the. You can see he's putting the effort in. His bikes are probably a lot better than they have been in the past. And, and I'm, uh, I'm I'm pumped for Nick. He's I think it's the company he keeps, too. I mean, look who he's hanging with. You know, he's hanging with Ryan. Big, and Big uh, Nasty? No, I mean, he's <laughs> hanging with Villapoto and, right. and also with um, uh, um, Weimer. And uh, so he's kind of the older guy in the crowd. And right. they look up to him. And, uh, you know, I know they can push him. Yeah. And uh, I think it's good all the way around. You, you could tell in the interviews, uh, people have kind of uh, dogged Villapoto for being kind of a stick in the mud or very bland when it comes to a microphone in his face. Right. And uh, now he's clowning around and joking, joking and things like that. And uh, yeah, I could see where it comes from just because I've, you know, been around the other side of that. So yeah, it's, I mean, say what you want about Nick. Uh, he's a great for your team. He's a great presence on your for team. Sure. He's great. Gets good publicity. Uh, MSR blows him up, and he's a good guy, and he acts like a good guy in the interviews. And oh yeah, you know that's part that's part of the deal when you sign a rider. For sure, he brought I mean, MSR back from you know the, yeah the depths of of woods races and <laughs> uh, uh, and whatnot. Yeah, if um, you think about it, for sure. Dude, I was looking at some old pictures of Larocco from the Donations. God, that gear was hideous. Oh, the purple, stuff. the red, white, and blue America oh, okay, stuff that yeah, he yeah. wore at the Donations. I think it was like seventy four or something, whatever year it was. <laughs> that's real old. Yeah, I don't think it was seventy four, Watson, but that's all right. All right uh, well, sorry, eighty four, <laughs> uh, maybe ninety four. Hey, if you guys want to call in seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Call in and you can ask myself, Justin, or Watson a question. We're hey, gonna... why don't you uh, why don't you give a call in, Sorballs? I know you're uh, you're on the chat. I know you're in the chat <laughs> oh, room. Oh, is Sorby in the chat room? Well, yeah, yeah, give us, give yeah, us but... a call, Sorballs. Is it see act... what you got to say. Hey, is it actually Eric Sorby? We have no idea. I, yeah, I don't know. I okay. think it is. I think it is. Kenny uh, seems pretty confident. He's saying All some right. stuff on this chat room that only, that only Eric idea. Sorby would know. He's dropping the inside lines. Well, maybe he can, if he calls in, he can tell us, uh, you know, where exactly uh, James Stewart is. And speak of the devil, we have a call. Hey, welcome to the Moto Show. You're on the air. Who's this? You got to turn the chat. You got to turn the show off. Who's who's calling? It's Hasbin. Hasbin's on the back. Hey, what's up, Hasbin? Hey, hey on, a, on a serious note, that article you wrote on the uh, on the private GRX. Yeah. That, that, that's awesome stuff. And everybody on the message board, so that's why you'll never see me on the message board, is trying to guess who the person is. Yeah. You, you have this, you have this, this, um, this way of, of getting these people open up. And that's something that I'm very interested in because I know some of the behind-the-scenes things. Right. And uh, I can measure on that. And as far as Big War Watson coming out and admitting to the 167 uh, and putting his name to it, I mean, that's something that um, is unprecedented in this sport. Yeah, and you know he was only seventeen seventeen CCs over most of the other guys, but he was also thirty three CCs under Preston Tusky. So uh, yeah, there you, you know. go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there husband, you know what the but you know I'm, what the deal is? Yeah, I was still under horsepower. The factory bike still had about forty five, and we were only about forty two. So really, yeah, really, we weren't cheating. 
Um, with the uh, the thing with the with the overboard with Deegan, and I've been corrected. Watson, I sent you an email today. Uh, a fan spoke to a fan of the show spoke to Rick Peterson, who builds quite a bit of those overboards. And Rick right. said it was actually a 154 in the Suzuki. It was not a 167. But uh, anyway. and I'm going to beg to differ because I worked on the thing. That thing had a piston as big as a softball. Okay, all right. Well, Kenny, Kenny's going to going to say not. Uh, all right, Hasbin. Thanks for calling, bud. But. Uh... And uh, yeah, no, I think that that's something that you should really uh, keep keep, keep that, that trend alive with uh, getting those behind the scenes uh, stories. And I think uh, Sorby is your next victim. I mean, uh, candidate. <laughs> All right, man. I'll, I'll work All right, on that. call hey, you later. Thanks, Bye. man. All right, sure has been. Hey, you're on the Moto Show. Who's this? Yeah, it's Derek Sorby. Hey, Sorbals. Hey, <laughs> What's up, bud? <laughs> no much. Did well, you kill it on that show, oh, bud? It, it really was Sorby. I know. Okay, it. all right. Was. And he was confident. Yeah, you just never know. What's happening, Eric? I don't know much. Who am I talking to right now? This is Mathis. Hey, what are you doing, man? Uh, just trying to harass, uh, trying to get Kenny to focus on the uh, on the microphone and not on the chat room or on his BlackBerry. Hey, I listened to uh, the, you and uh, Preston uh, last week. I heard I you weren't happy. Mad. Yeah, I heard you weren't happy. No, I wasn't happy. I'm ready to put my gear on and go take him out on the track again. Wait, hey, as long as you weren't mad at me, I didn't say nothing. He just said you were a potato. I didn't say it. Oh, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, Come yeah. on. You know I was mad a few years ago. We oh, too. I know. We're, we're good. We're good. Uh, yeah, we good. Hey, hey Eric, check life. this out, though. you got to be I careful when you're driving through either California or North Carolina because I heard uh, Preston might become a cop, dude, and he might bust you. No, no, no. You won't, man. <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. 100% sure, man. All right, hey, bud, check this out. You know you killed it on the show, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, it's coming. You killed <laughs> it. I can see, I can see, I can see what you're doing. TV star? Oh, dude, I, I, what, 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 what uh, the love of Frenchie? The love of Frenchie with Watson. Yeah. Because, hey, Watson, why would you be my, you don't want to be my bodyguard? bodyguard? Yeah, you know, like Robin Big? We could do that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but hey, listen. I'm big and you big, so how are we gonna do it? <laughs> well, hey, I've been working on my bigness too lately. I got a, I got a live-in trainer. My, my girl right now has me on this bicycle every night, and it, I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I try to stay away from bicycle and tennis shoes and uh, and all of this. Hey, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, hey, Sorby, when is uh, JS Seven coming back? What do you know? Anything new? Yeah. Man, are you calling to talk about me, or you want to talk about JS? Well, the fans gotta know, dude. <laughs> the fans want to know. One JS question. When's he coming back? Is he coming back? Uh, hopefully soon. Okay, all right. Hey, you weren't too. Yeah, ma- no, he- hey, you weren't too okay. mad about me talking about that story with the fans, right? You were good with that. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. Hey, if I say something to Matthews, that, because I knew he was going to say something, and I want him to to say something about it. You know, that I'm was, not racing anymore. That was a funny story. I, I have to say, yeah, that, it was. That was probably. Oh, that's in my top ten funniest stories I've ever heard. Hey, bud, yeah, are you are you done? Hey, what about going? What about going to the tanning bag with the bicycle shop? You show me. That's another one. Yeah, he would go to the he'd go to the tanning bag with the bicycle shop. So it looks like even bicycling. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. win. I couldn't win any race. You know, the battles and on top of the game, and and uh, and I never came here to win. I came here to get one trophy and go back home. <laughs> and uh, and I got one trophy and. And I got the paycheck. I'm like, man, I got to stay here and make more paycheck and more trophy. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I came to America. I never say I'm going to America and win a championship. Right. It's never been my goal. And uh, so I- I'm cool with it. I didn't, need, I-, I didn't really want to train or nothing. 
Well, that's obvious. <laughs> Knew uh, that was coming. That's all right, Sorballs. I'd love you anyways, bud. I, I just want to say thanks when you read for Alan Brown at Triple X and you, you wore a JGR hat and a Hart and Huntington t-shirt and he used to get mad at you. Yeah, he did. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, you know, I am. I, I go from zero to ten in like right away, but I come down pretty pretty quick, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah, I, have yeah. a, I, have a, I have a bad temper sometimes, man. You can't. You can't confront me. I don't like that. So, and especially when someone talk crap about me, if you do a face to face, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. But like, be, but you know what? It's, it's all good. It's all good. My man, I'm Travis Preston got me mad last week. Oh. But you know what? Hey, I may be a, a potato on a motorcycle, but I put his ass down more than he did to me. So I'm cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think we've got the next race at the U.S. Open. Yeah, I think you know? we got the next the rival match, the grudge match. Yeah, <laughs> I say screw it. Oh, Just yeah. go, oh, go yeah. fight. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to arrange that. That'll be pretty funny. Hey, Eric, we got to let you yeah. go. I got we got to call Reed. Wait, I told him I'd call him at six thirty. Uh, cool. Yeah, like, are you sure the guy's going to talk or he's going to cry? Nah, dude, he's oh, gonna wow. he's gonna talk. He'll talk. <laughs> I'll let. Hey, I'm gonna. Oh, let him man. Let him hey, good that. night, good, uh, you guys. You guys have a good night, and uh, all right. And me and Michael, we go, we we're about to get ready to go at Supercross right now. Oh, right on. Oh, sweet, yeah. Sorballs. <laughs> hey, I'm going to let Reed know you said that. Okay. All right. See you. All right. See you around, tough guy. See you, Eric. Thanks for calling in, bud. All right. You're welcome. Peace out. What's up? I love you, man. Miss you. All right. Me too, buddy. See you around. Uh-huh. Bye. Peace out. Did uh-huh. anybody find out what that means? I don't know. I don't know. Peace but out. Peace out. That's Eric Sorby all the way from, from no, France. That was Purcell the other night. He, he said something in French before he uh, got off the camera. And it, it sounded like he said piss off, but it was peace out. And... Everybody's waiting for the translation, but... All right, let's call Chad Reed. Does he know I'm on this show? Yeah, I think so. Uh-oh. I don't think so. Okay. He might hang up when he knows. Uh-oh. I hope not. Maybe Chad. we can go by Stan, your other name. Stan. His poor name. <laughs> That's Dirk Right Zabler. now, we're going to call uh, Chad Reed and get him on the show. Hopefully, he's uh, not on the Answer other line. Answer call. Reedy, hey, it's Mathis. Uh, Kenny Watson and my buddy Justin here on the Moto Show. You are live on the air. What's going on? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, good. Thank you, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. That's awesome. And uh, the, the, I know we did this once before, but we were beset by technical problems. So now you're really here to answer some questions from some fans. And, and also, uh, you know, and uh, hey, we lost a co-host, Paul Lindsay. We lost him, but we gained Kenny Watson. Wow, big Kato, what's going on, the OG? Yeah, what's cracking, buddy? I'm glad you understand and realize that. We uh, we just had a caller on the line who uh, who had something to say to you, Kenny. Yeah, we uh, Eric Sorby called in, and we told him we, we had to clip him. We had to clip him for you, and the guy said, oh, is Reed going to talk or is he going to cry? And I go, I'm going to tell him you said that. Uh so it's uh, all did good. you know have him on the show or did he call no, in? No, he called he in. He called in. He was busy. You know what he's, he's doing down there. He's probably raking leaves or something. Yeah, uh, mowing the lawn. What's funny <laughs> is, is you know, that's what the problem is, is the entourages of the two guys that talk more shit than the actual riders. Yeah, but Reed's, but Reed's guy, you know, I don't even know who Reed's guy is anymore because they don't um, talk so much shit. Who yeah, is it? that's true. I was going to say, it? what's up, Watson? I, I don't have a guy. You have a guy. a guy. Oh, come on, guy. You know who my guy is. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, anyways, getting back to the serious stuff here, Reedy. What uh, <laughs> what are we looking at? Houston? You think you're coming back? We'll see. I mean, that's the that's the goal. But every time I say I'm coming back, <laughs> I don't end up coming back. So, <laughs> so you're um, tired of telling people when I'll you're coming back? I'll be in Hangtown. I'll be in Hangtown. I can promise you that. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, and right now, so it's not the hand; it's the thumb that's holding you back, and that's the thumb that I saw in Florida. Is that? 
Yeah, yeah, my and my uh, my son that you saw that probably you shouldn't have seen because no one else knew at that point. But anyway, I kept um, it quiet. I kept it quiet it was, for once. Yeah, no, you kept it quiet. It was good. No one, no one asked me questions. I had to. See, that thing was gnarly. I, I, yeah, but Chris was a little mad at me because I kind of didn't really tell him, but, but, but I guess I should have. I guess I should have told my team manager, but I kind of felt stupid. I, <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? Like you, uh, you're on a new team and you're being out for the whole year, and then all of a sudden, like. You're, uh, you're out again, so One thing, I didn't really know what to say to him. I don't understand, though, seriously, and I'm not trying to kiss your ass, but how did you go out in Daytona with that thumb that I saw three days earlier and set the fastest time? Did you get shot up? Did you just bear the pain? I mean, seriously, that's kind of gnarly to do. Cause that thumb well, I, mean, was you know, I mean, you know that I mean, when I was there, when you were there, should I say, I was riding while I was trying to ride. You know, I was trying not to be a... Yeah. Fag and just try to suck it up and ride, but um, you know, just it was swollen and sore. But I was just so anxious to be out there riding and racing that that I just kind of thought, you know, then let's just go ride and practice and see, you know, see what it is. And um, you know, I rode my practice bike actually. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a last minute thing, and you know, they were they had Nick on the team and Nick was on my my other bike and and all that. And I just wanted to ride my practice bike with my practice bike mechanic Mike and kind of go and have some fun, but they made a big deal out of it and had to put some grips and graphics on my bike, and yeah. Dana, you know, worked for me during practice, but I mean, it hurt. I didn't get a shot or anything. Um, it was just a matter of, you know, just riding a dirt bike. I mean, I've <laughs> been doing it since I was three years old. It's not yeah. out, really. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And uh, have you been riding? Have you been putting around? I have. Yeah, I have been riding. I uh, last week was was the first week that uh, that was actually enjoyable to ride. Um, I went to Dallas Supercross, and then uh, and then straight from Dallas, I went to California to uh, to test some Supercross stuff. Okay. And so, uh, you know, and initially out out riding, um, you know, my thumb felt a lot better, and then. You know, after a million laps of testing out on the test track, <laughs> I was kind of, you know, tapping out at the end of the day, saying, "All right, guys, I'm done." And uh, you know, got my red eye flight back to Florida, and and actually rode, I think, like a total of three times last week. So um, it was it was good. You know, I've been riding some outdoor, and and I got the whole team and everybody out here right now. Me and Ryan are going to do some outdoor testing. Uh, we're meant to test today, but we got rained out. So yep. just uh, you know, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll do. Uh, Spend some time getting ready for outdoors. Yeah, I heard the big one five might even make an appearance this week at your place. It's the rumor. I've it. heard that, but I've been hearing that for a while now. So I'm actually <laughs> waiting for, yeah. uh, for the for the red dog to bust. Yeah, I heard he's I heard his bike's expiring on him a little it, bit. So is, he needs to he needs to bring it over and get it freshened up from the guys. I think. Yeah, it is. It went out on him uh, last week at RVs, but he's got his outdoor bike, so I don't know. He was quizzing. Had nothing to do with you working on it, right? <laughs> Probably did. Uh, he was quizzing me on your outdoor track and, and asking me about it. And when I told him that the, you, after a couple of the jumps, you could reach out and, and high five God, I don't think he uh, he really thought that was cool. So that's what I was thinking. I think that uh, I think he's heard horror stories about my outdoor yeah. track, and, yeah. and I think that's why we <laughs> haven't seen him. Yeah, I know exactly. Hey, what's your take on the uh, on the series right now? What do you think? You know what? It's it's tough. I mean, you, you know, you got a bunch of guys that are coming out of the lights, and um, you know, I think they're extremely talented. But you know, obviously, uh, consistency and, and being there week in and week out. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one guy that's done that the most is you know sitting in the points lead. Um, 
you know, but other than that, it's been kind of a little bit blah, I think. I think, uh, you know, it hasn't yeah. really had the, the hype around it that it normally does. I mean, it's it's the elite of the motorcycle or motocross, you know, the, the off-road world of racing. You know, it's the biggest championship in the world, and it just seems kind of mm-hmm. a little bit blah at the moment. So, um, but that, you know, that'll all change. I mean, when the top four guys from previous year's championship go out, I'm sure that that is bound to happen. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but these guys are riding good, and um, you know the, the two Ryans have obviously separated themselves from everyone else, and um, yeah, it seems like they're setting the pace and riding strong. Right. The uh, yeah, Shorty should be back at Houston. Maybe you'll be back. And uh, JS Seven Brooks told me uh, Houston, but I don't think so. I think he was just lying to me. Or, I can't. He wouldn't lie. Come I can't on, see he's how he's coming back. Come on, he he's good for it, huh? I like Brooks. He'll get you on the backside. I, I can't. I can't see him. <laughs> Hey, let's take some calls. You want to take some fans? Some quick fans? Sure, yeah, because last time you you, you jacked it up, you, you blocked them. Yes, absolutely. We had some technical problems, but this time <laughs> it's working. Hey, you're on the Moto Show with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? Hey, this is Sean from uh, Morton, Illinois. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sean, man. Thanks for calling in. You got uh, myself, Justin, Watson, but more importantly, you got Reedy on the line. Do you have a question for him? Yeah, hey, what's up, Reed? How you doing, dude? Good. Hey, dude. I just I like to hear stories about uh, guys jumping crazy jumps. So, what's like the gnarliest jump you've hit before? Gnarliest jump. Um, there's a there's a big jump at Castillo Ranch. Um, I don't know how big it is, but I just remember hitting it. We were, uh, you know, when I was at Yamaha, every year we had to go out there and do the the, the following years, uh, you know, brochures and everything like that. And I just remember, you know, full stock, full 50, and hitting the thing wide open, full gear, and, you know, suspension's all soft and soft, and <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty nice. Was that hey, the, is that, go ahead, Steve. Is that the one that goes down the hill, down the grass hill? Well, land down the back yeah, side? but when you when you see it on videos, it looks like it just goes down a gradual hill. That hill is steep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize how, how gnarly that was until you actually see it in person. You st- I've seen it on many a videos, but never actually being there and when my first time seeing them, like, God, hey, what about, what about uh, <laughs> hey reader? What about that 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 the thing Pastrana tried? Did you check that thing out up at Dave's house? That thing's pretty dirty. Yeah, huh? it, yeah, it doesn't even. I mean, it doesn't even look realistic at all. I don't even know what the hell he was thinking. But uh, being Travis and spending some time around Travis, and you know, my nickname for him is Retard. So yeah. I think uh, <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, he is. Hey, Sean, thanks for calling, man. Thanks for your question. Yeah, talk to you guys later, man. All right. Uh, let's take another call here. Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. What's your question? Hi, my question for Chad is uh, if he's winning in Houston, does he let RV buy for the championship? All right, Hell good, good no. question. Hell no, he said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He didn't even seem to You'll really see think me about back it. on the racetrack if I'm allowed to win, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. my, my last I'll question, if, can I have one more? You can, sure. What's that? All right, uh, one thought, just the first thing that comes into your head James Stewart. Uh, I don't know. I'm blank. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm truly blank. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the question, man. Uh, oh, that guy's gone. Uh, yeah, he's over it. Uh, Moto Show, yeah. <laughs> you're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? This is Colton from Somers, California. Colton, what's up? Hey, man, thank you for This isn't Colton Fasciati, is it? Okay. No, it's not. Okay, I wish it's it was. Colton Neck? Um, hey, I wish it is Colton Neck, actually. Hey, yeah. Watson, what's up? Huh. What up, buddy? 
dude. Not a lot. Reed, you... this kid's going to have something for you if you hang around for another five years. Watson knows everybody. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, I'll oh. be watching from the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. You won't even be there, dude. Yeah. Who are you kidding? <laughs> I don't blame you. Hey, in a year and a half, Reed's out. Shit. For sure. He's taking his money, and he's going to be uh, building dude, I don't know uh, if Reed are at the races, is, dude. I wouldn't say for sure, but Taking we'll his see. money or earned his money? Well, I'm just saying. He's taking his money. Hey, I hung the... out with Chad during some of the races, yeah. and we watched the races no, together. No, I didn't and... earn it. You just take it. <laughs> <laughs> I was Chad, to out. Chad is, uh, when he's a competitor and he wants to be out there, he's not too happy to be there watching the races. Yeah. I'll tell you that one. <laughs> I sat next to him, and he did not look like – it was having too much fun watching those guys win yeah. when he knows he could be winning. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about Chad Reed. Hey, if Colton, anyone else don't like it, they could kick rocks. Uh, hey, Colton, what's yeah, your question for, uh, for Chad Reed? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I wanted to get his take on uh, Stewart riding outdoors this year. I think it'd be sick. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I understand all the reasons of stepping away from outdoors of being there, done that. Um, I'll, I'll be extremely surprised if he does pull it off. Um, you know, but I truly hope that he does. I think that uh, the championship is, you know, going places and, you know, got some good people behind it. So, um, you know, somebody like James in there makes it legit and makes it cool, makes it exciting. You know, we've both been on the couch all year long. I would imagine that he wants to go racing, you know, like we all do at this point. All right. Well, hey, thanks for the, thanks for the question, man. Right Appreciate on, Colton. It. Thanks, bud. All right. Hey, hey, Reedy, the lines are lighting up here, man. People want to talk to you. Uh, hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with Chad Reed. Who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Nash. Nash, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing well. You doing got well, Chad? You how you doing? For I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I got two questions. One's a throwback, and one's something from last year. Which one do you want first? Uh, let's get throwback. I like throwback. Right on, brother. Uh, back when you started coming through 250Fs, at any point did you ever talk with Mitch and the crew, and did you have a desire to go over when you first came here in America to Mitch and the crew? Uh, I first talked to Mitch. Uh, my first conversation, serious conversation with Mitch, was uh, 2002 Indianapolis Supercross. I remember it because it was kind of like the first team manager that, that approached me um, wow. about, you know, that it was very early in the season. That was the very first East Coast Lights race that year. Um, and it was before I even won. It was just after I did well on the, on the West Coast. Um, and asked, you know, if I was interested riding the following year. Um, and I was honest with him. I said, no, I'm not, unless you've got a 252 stroke. Because, um, you know, at that point, I just really wanted to ride 250s. That was what I was better at riding and what I was more comfortable at and what I, you know, came from riding. So that was the long-term goal. Um, but previous to that, I really didn't know Mitch very well, only through... Uh, talking with, because I rode for Factory Kawasaki before I came to the U.S. in Europe, mm-hmm. um, and I was trying to get a guaranteed ride um, if I stayed in Europe one more year to uh, come to the U.S. And, and be on either the Factory team or be on Mitch's team, and uh, that, you know that that never worked out. So yeah, the pieces didn't work. We uh, kind of talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, too. One last uh, final thing. Uh, at High Point this year, at what point? In practice, did you know you could do that uphill triple before Bradshaw <laughs> Boulevard? Because yeah, that I was fun. Um, that was cool. That was that was one that of the was highlights insane. of the outdoors. That was sweet. Yeah, thing was cool. Like uh, I think um, they actually changed it. The first practice, it was mm-hmm. different. Like we, uh, they, it wasn't actually a step up. It was just kind of one jump, and then we were jumping off and landing there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then when I came up there for the second practice, I really didn't know it was changed. And then, like, halfway, I was halfway committed to the old way, and then I kind of, like, you know, overjumped it and was, like, you know, it landed in the hole. So it was kind of like a hole there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of sucks. You, kinda like, you know, I don't want to do that for 30 minutes. <laughs> so then the next lap, I just pinned it and pretty much just launched the thing out onto the, onto the flat. I knew I, I could at least make it to a safe <laughs> safe landing. Yeah. Um, might not have been pretty, but I knew I could make it to a safe, you know, where I wouldn't crash. Um, and then I done did it, like, once or twice. Oh, uh, to get a good lap, and, and then I and then I saved it for uh, for the for the motos. It was it was awesome to see how much time you could reel in. I think it was short in Tedesco. You were reeling in. I could make a mistake there, but that was really yeah, sharp. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was right. gnarly. Thanks, well, hey, when you ran over my guy. Thanks, Nash. Cheers, All right, Steve. Bye, bye. Hey, Reader, yeah. did you want to run over Tedesco when you seen him laying there in the corner? What's that? I thought you were going to run over my guy, dude, when you seen him laid out in the corner on the inside when you were tripling up the hill. Well, <laughs> I don't even remember it. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I know you would do that. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? Hi, uh, Phil Paulus from Chicago. Hey, Phil, what's up, man? Hey, hey Phil, that's my favorite name. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Do you have a question for Reedy? <laughs> yes, sir. I got a question for Reedy. What's up? What up? Hey, Chad Reed, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? All right. Uh, yeah, I come from the Chicago area. We got the, um, what do we got? Uh, Jeff Sirwall. Uh, he's from No Fear. Yeah. He hailed from this area. But uh, what, I, what I'd like to ask you is, uh, I got some good buddies we watch a lot, and we're great fans of you, and obviously uh like to see you go at it with James Stewart. Um, one thing I'm really concerned about is, or not concerned, but, you know, when you guys are both there, obviously you got the speed to hang with them, you got the speed to pass them and attack them. Does it become a point at some of these races where, obviously, you, know, you almost lay back from hanging it on the edge because, uh, you know, it, it's all about points more than just uh, risking it, and it seems like James is always willing to risk it a little more? Yeah, all right. Yeah, are you talking about this year? Oh, no, not or this year, or even like the last year when you guys went at it. Um, you know, there, there's points in a race where, you know, he's, let's say, more willing to ride a little out of control. Oh, okay. And... I you know, it, it seems like you, you've got the speed to hang with him and go at him and pass him, but does it get to a point towards the end of the race where, you know, it becomes a little risky as far as points are concerned instead of just going out after him? There you go, Reedy. What do no, you, I mean, I'd, what do you I'd love to claim that, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, sure, you be smart and you, and you ride within your means. Um, you know, when James is on, he's on, and he, he pins it for sure, you know, and, um, you know, some days you can hang, some days you can't, and you gotta you got to know the, your day, and... Um, you know, unfortunately, some days, you know, I just haven't had anything for him, and you've had to be smart and kind of be the, you know, be the guy that can take the next best points and, you know, try to, you know, work on it during the week and come back swinging the next week, and that's that's what I've always tried to do. You know, it, it doesn't feel good at all ending up upside down, and, yeah. you know, he tries it time and time again, but it can't feel good. (laughs) It doesn't look good on TV, so, I mean, I guess it looks cool, but it can't feel good, so, Um, but yeah, I mean, when he's on, he's on, and you just gotta gotta be uh, on your toes. All right, let's take a couple more questions. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air. Yeah, the uh, the call got dropped, that's all. I hear him right now. Who's this? Uh, Phil Paulus, I was just speaking to Chad. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, but uh, he answered your question, but... uh, all right, next one. Moto Show, you're on the air with, with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? Um, yeah, I'm Okay, that, that guy's got to drop his, yeah. uh, 
people got to turn down the radios when they're on the calling. By the way, uh, <laughs> Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? Hey, Steve. This is Grendel. Hey, what's up, Grendel? Hey, how's it going? Hey, first of all, I just want to say uh, sorry about Paul taking his toys and going home. Yeah, well, I think I mean his contributions will be missed on the show. He had some good insight. Uh, I'm try- I'm sure he'll be a future guest on the show. Um, it's too bad that they couldn't work out. I guess. Yes, I have a couple questions for Chad tonight. All right. Uh, number one, starting with, I wanted to know if who, he actually watched. What's that reading? First who am I talking to? Grendel. Grendel. You like that one, huh, I- Reader? Mine is Randall. <laughs> Go ahead, Grendel. I- hey, what's going on? Go ahead. Answer. Ask the question, everybody. I wanted to know if, if you actually watched the first episode of Bubba's World, and if would you ever agree to do a reality program, especially one that that's, that is as scripted as Bubba's? I mean, of course I watched it. You know, guy, and not the full sport. That's that's why I like um, you, Reedy. There's not a, there's not a whole lot of, I, of lying bones in you. Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, you know. In James's defense, you know, reality TV shows from from what I've seen and being around, uh, being around the Sheckler show a little bit, um, they're extremely scripted, and you're at the mercy of the producers. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to really see what James is really about and and what his life's really like. Um, so, would you, yeah, ever, I don't know. Would you yeah. ever agree to it? Any show that's got Moto on it is kind of cool. Would you agree to do a reality what? show? No, I've I've uh, I've disagreed to to a number of them actually. Oh, okay. um, yeah. That's a good call. You know my uh, you know Astafen, our boy Astafen's had me you know many of offers to try and do one, and yeah. I actually had a, a really good one with MTV, and you know you know I think that uh, you know having a, a life away from racing is important, and um, you know for myself I have you know Ellie as my wife, and you know getting ready for kids so. Right. You know, I, I we lay it on the line at the racetrack, and you're vulnerable there. But you know, away from the racetrack. Hey, like speaking that, of that, much. reader, what uh, do you guys know? You guys are having a boy, right? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Did you guys pick out a name yet? Uh, no name. He's just just no name right now. I like that name. No name. No name. What's your name? No, no name. name. No name. Time for the just, tattoo. I'm, I'm partial to Steve. Yeah, dude. Myself. I'm pumped for you, dude. We're this just is, we're I'm just getting him. Kind of check him out and see what he looks like, you know? Check him out, see what, <laughs> see what he fits. Some people do that, right? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I, hey, I, that's what I do with my dogs. I thought that, you know, kid, you could, you know, dogs on one level, kids on the other. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, do you know what I heard about Bubba's show? I heard that he financed the whole show. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I, heard yeah, that, I, heard that, I heard that from it, a really It sounds good like he wrote the show himself, too. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, they Is this no, Randall off, to admit, off the internet? What's up? Yeah. Is this yep. Grendel off the message boards? Yeah. The message boards you don't read? Yeah, what do you... Are you trying to defend Alessi? Oh, what I, about him? Uh, no, I said, don't you try to defend him all the time or something? I, I don't need to defend him. I just go on there and support him. Oh, uh, you support him. All right, then. He is a, he is a supporter of Michael Alessi. That is for sure. Um, what about Tony? I, uh, what's wrong with Tony? I heard you were, you were trashing on him uh, on his reality show. The, uh, the, the, the reality reality show. <laughs> That's his show now, dude. The moto, the uh, outdoor moto. Show. I, I wasn't trashing him. I was just pointing out the obvious. What's the obvious here? No, I was just I was pointing him on on the, on some of the things that he said on his reality show. 
Uh, I, you know, I actually missed the the interview. I know it was on the webcast. I didn't I didn't hear what you said, but I, I heard about it through the uh, the message boards. You know, what I want to ask you yeah. is, like is a about a year fun? ago at the at the Vegas press conference that that Bubba bailed on. You were, you kind of were given free reign. You said you said a lot of interesting stuff. I really liked it. Uh, but one of the things you you mentioned that was that the the internet has changed the sport. Uh, do you believe that's ultimately for the better or for the worse? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I think that it, it, a lot of the personalities that we have in the sport right now, I think are, you know, a lot of them are young and a lot of them are, you know, they kind of read into it. And, and you know, I think, you know, a couple of years ago, I, you, you take a little bit of offense to it. But but now it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy feeling it. I enjoy, you know, making <laughs> making the trauma. I know it's kind of fun. You know, you just got to be in a different space and, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of people online, you know, following the sport and talking about us. Um, you know, and you know, I randomly get on there and check it out, and I think it's hilarious, you know, whether it's good or bad. And, and that's what I've kind of embraced over the, the last year is that, you know, if they're lovers or haters, you know, you need them because that's what I see in this year's Supercross. I mean, after Supercross, you can't even barely find results out on the Internet. You know, I didn't go to Jacksonville this weekend. I wanted to see who won. And I looked on the internet, and I could barely even find out who won because no one cared. It just, you know, everyone cared about no, it. But you did know, you did no, know what Mike Gillespie was was signing that weekend, though. Exactly, and that's, you know, that's what sells. That's why, you know, well, supposedly he's going to get fired, but who knows? <laughs> but that's why that guy has a good job right now, and that's why, you know, he'll continue. I mean, yeah, he, whether he can you know, that's, that's or not, a good question you know, too is. Is someone uh, had a a shirt that said Dungey Blows, and they were in line and they asked no, Michael to swallows. sign it. Dungey Swallows. Would you would you sign something like that? You know, I think uh, you know from from an athlete's point of view, you know you you're rushing those guys through, or should I say, somebody's rushing them through. Um, a lot of them you see, a lot of them you don't. Um, you know, so you you got to give a little. You know, a little slack to to Mike because he probably didn't even read it. He's not the smartest tool in the shit anyway, so he probably didn't really get it anyway. And he just probably signed it and said, "What's up, dude?" And you know, and tried to give the guy a lefty, you know, believe the hype shirt or something. You know, he's probably just seen the dungeon on there. Right, right. Well, hey, Grendel, thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Oh, hey, thank you. Bye bye. Hey, there was a, you know, uh, Chad, when uh, Tyler Evans, were you around when Tyler Evans made those shirts? F. Kerry Hart. Did you ever see those? No, I, I heard all about it. I heard all that, yeah. Okay, well, dude, he had, he gave some away, and Hart was signing them. Hart didn't care because yeah. Hart was like, hey, guys, you know, whatever. Sweet, yeah. Yeah. Publicity. I mean, dude, That so, was like the, uh, you know, the shirts last year when, uh, you know, all the LM guys or whoever made up the Chad Who shirts, you know? Yeah. I got one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, that, hey, that shit will come back and bite you. You know that. Oh, I'll wear sure. that shirt one time. It, you you'll see me wearing that shirt. Yeah. How about how about if you win the outdoor championship, put it on? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, like we saw yeah. the we'll see. I don't think I don't think he's gonna. I don't believe he's gonna race all the races. Uh, do I. I, uh, I, I like that answer, Reedy. Though I, I do like your answer about the bulletin boards. You are correct about that, and uh, and like you said too. Uh, you know, it's it, love it or hate it. Uh, you know, Tony Lessie was telling me how his website's blowing up with the controversy, and he seemed pretty happy about that. So, you know. yeah, I mean, he's he's got something to laugh about, and everybody's pissed off. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy that people could could call in or 
go on message boards and ask you questions and, and not talking to the and, mic and, and talk crap about you saying what you say about Alessi or I say about Alessi or anybody else in this industry. But you know Mike Alessi and Tony Alessi better than that guy who's typing in that in that board. He can be a fan all day long and he can support it. It's just like me liking the, the Oakland Raiders and you like the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. Totally. You know, and, yeah, I, and, I, and I totally you know, back you what you're saying. The whole Alessi thing, it's, it's gnarly. I mean, I've been teammates with him. I've been, you know, when I went to L&M, it was all, you know, right after they all dealt with him. When I came to Suzuki, it was after they dealt with him and, you know, currently dealing with him and I've seen a lot of it and I mean, you know, Tony's gnarly, dude. It's just, it's it's not normal, and but that's the way he runs the ship. And Mike's, Mike's a grown man, you know. He's he, he's making that decision to keep him around and keep you know, giving him the money and giving him the control, and you know, for <laughs> as long as Mike's letting him do that, then no one's to blame but other than Mike. Hey, how pump was Goose when you got there? When when you when when Goose got to work with you and get away from you know Alessi. <laughs> uh, you, you can actually hear more of that with my podcast with Goose that I did yesterday. Oh man, that's so uh, awesome! And actually, How did you do it? I did one. I did one with Goose. Thank you for getting me his number. And uh, he was, as usual, a great guest. He had nothing. He he was saying a lot of good things about you, man. Like you guys obviously really bonded because uh, you know he still talks to you. He says, and, and you guys talk all the time. And he had uh, he had nothing but praise for you. Uh, and that's that's good considering all the guys he's worked for. You know what I mean? You guys yeah. really bonded. He's awesome. You know, I just. I've never really connected with a mechanic like that before, and just, you know, I look at him as not only a, a close friend and, you know, the raddest mechanic in the pits, but just a, a real, like, father, you know, father figure-like kind of guy and mm-hmm. somebody that you just, you know, you can call. I call him, you know, once or twice a week, every week, basically, to talk to him, and, you know, he's up there in Idaho and, you know, chilling out with his wife. And Do you still talk to him quite a bit? I, I miss him for sure. Do you still talk to him quite a bit, Chad? Oh, yeah, like once or twice a week. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. He had, like I said, good things to say. And then when I tried to ask him about uh, Mike and Tony, he, he just pleaded the fifth. He, he didn't even go there. Yeah. Silence. <laughs> yeah. Silence. Crickets. Yeah, Goose is like, you know, he's sealed. You're not going to get a whole lot no. out of him. No, no. Hey, you know sure. what's crazy is, you know, Berlute works for our team now, and, and uh, he always talks about the relationship that you guys had, you know. And how yeah. you know he he's been around Goose for for a long time, and he knew Goose when he was at Honda when he worked with you know with MC and I mean with Ricky and and you know so on and so forth. And he was saying you guys you know probably had one of the best relationships between a mechanic and a rider that wasn't you know one of those deals like Carlos and Davey you know came through the the ranks. Right. And that's pretty special. Yeah, man. no, it's cool. Just like uh, probably the biggest thing is is like I think that we were both just totally completely different than what we expected, you know, coming into the relationship. I mean, you know, when I went into it, you know, I wasn't 100% sure that I really wanted him as my mechanic. You know, I wanted to take off Oscar from L&M over to there. And um, Roger was really, you know, forceful on putting, you know, Goose with me. And um, and I kind of just put faith in, in Roger and, and his experience and, and kind of just thought, okay, you know, obviously he knows what he's talking about and, from the very first day I spent with him at the test track, it just, we clicked, and, and it just was, you know, just awesome. Just a lot of good times, a lot of fun things to talk about, you know, with uh, with myself racing with Ricky and, and, you know, being on the outside and seeing what I saw when I was racing him and then hearing some of the things that Ricky, would, you know, went through and would say and deal with from a different point of view. It was, it was really fun and interesting and, and kind of opened my mind up to, you know, how I 
kind of went racing as well. So, All right, so, this is the biggest question I got for you, Reader. Biggest one, bud. All right. You ever met Zach Morris? <laughs> Zach Morris? Goose's brother, Zach Morris, Saved by the Bell. Mark Paul. Oh, yeah. Mark Paul. I didn't know him by his finger. I knew yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew him by you seen Saved uh, by the Bell, dude. That guy pulled Goose, all the chicks back then. Goose said that uh, immediately upon getting in Australia, Reedy took him fishing. So that is a close way to Goose's heart. Right there. Take him yeah, fishing. You, yeah, and we went. It was fun, too. Like yeah. We went, uh, went four blind. And <laughs> actually, we almost had to leave Goose up the sand dunes because he uh, <laughs> got a little too crazy and rolled the, rolled the tires off the rim. Really? But, uh, yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was it was kind of cool. Just to, it was fun that you just be in Australia and you're away from all the hype and glitz and glitter of California, Southern California, and right. you know you're just there and you get to you know he gets to meet my family and my friends and see what I grew up and and, and what I grew up with. So it was kind of cool, you know. He respected all that. Let's uh, let's take one more call. The phone lines are blowing up. We'll take one more call. Sorry, we couldn't get them to them all. This has actually been, I think, in all of our shows, the biggest response to the phone lines, man. They've lit up the whole time. You're so. huge, Reed. Reedy's, uh, Reedy's huge. Well, it's probably because you cut me off last time. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting double. <laughs> Maybe that's for it. one. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. Who's this? Get some serious this feedback. This is Paul, Paul from Colorado. Hey, Paul, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, Chad, we seem to know everything about you. And uh, you seem to know this Mathis guy pretty well. Why don't you give us a, uh, a nice dirt story on him? I know he's got to be doing something goofy in his mechanicing days. So uh, you want to hear some dirt on him? I want to hear something funny, goofy, embarrassing. Wow. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, my most embarrassing thing that I know about Mathis, I let it out on the last show. I you think. did, yeah, exactly. But the last show was kind of jacked up, so not a lot of people got to hear us. I didn't think, but. Um, I don't know, Mathis. Yeah. The whole story about you, you know, the mm -hmm. found the plug thing. Yeah, we've told it on a podcast. I think we've told it on the last show. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. We don't need to repeat it here, but it is really funny. Oh, we don't need to repeat it. No, no, I don't care. We can't. We just, we can listen to the past. No, shows. no, not a, not a motorcycle related, a food related, a goofy, you know, social related problem. Oh, well, uh, next uh, time. Yeah, yeah, next not, time. I mean, we can. Not really. I mean, yeah. everything's been kind of, kind of business. I mean, I remember seeing Mathis few times yeah i mean you know, in vegas but that's about it you don't remember this about him. you don't remember this but one time you came up when i was playing blackjack and you put down uh no, i remember that oh i think you put five hundred dollar hand five hundred dollar chips no i dude, i made you money remember yeah, no no no. you put down five hundred dollar chips on my hand that i put down like a 20 on and we won, and you gave me half of that. You gave me $300, I think, three $300 chips, took your money, and walked away. That was more of his bonus yeah. that he you, made that weekend. You literally stopped for about 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, you stopped for about 20 seconds. I made $300, and then you walked away, and I was like, hey, come made back. Made his night. I was like, come back, come back. <laughs> hey, Reader, speaking you know, of gambling, is that thumb jacking up any of the, the flipping of the chips with your thumb when you're playing poker? Have you been playing any poker? Dude, I can't even, I can't even feel the card. That's JT rubbing off, huh? Yeah. A lot of people JT don't know. He, he plays all the time. I don't play anymore. No. A lot of people don't know about Chad Reed's poker game. Chad Reed, yeah. me and him went heads up in a tournament one time at the end, and he almost got me, and I was scared. Oh, he almost got me. <laughs> he almost got me, but... I'm going to disagree highly with that he almost got you. It's all due to the cards, dude. No, poker, no, no. you got to have some skills. No. It's, no. it's both. Hey, I bluffed that hand, by the way, too. It's both. Oh, I believe it. 
Yeah. All right. Hey, well, Chad, we've we've uh, we've took enough time of your time, and we're gonna get to Steve Cox next. Uh, he's our next guest. It's kind of a downhill spiral wow. from you. Hey, we gotta go, dude. Cox is coming. Sorry. Text message from Cox. Yeah. He probably wants that interview yeah. or something. Who knows? Um, uh, Cox is trying to do interviews right now. I'll tell him that I'm busy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh, w- yeah. one more question from uh, from from Watson. No, I, all I wanted to say is people oh. listening out there, and tell you, Chad. You know, a lot of people misunderstand Chad. They think that you know, he has he has uh, that he's cocky. He's this. He's that. If you don't know that him personally, and and get to know him on a one-on-one base, um, he's there to do a job. You know, if if you people out there, you know, on the internet or doing what you do. Imagine some guy coming into your office and sitting there and asking you a bunch of dumb questions when you're in the middle of work and, and you're and you're flustered. You know, that happens to a lot of these guys that race. You know, people want to do interviews with them and talk to them when they're out riding or at the track signing. Dude, these guys are all just like everybody else. They put their shoes on. They put their pants on. Everybody's the same thing. Chad, if you don't know Chad Reed personally, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. He has a good heart. He's a, you know, he has a family, and everyone wants to judge a book by its covers. Oh, this, they, this was posted on the Internet, you know, that he's an idiot. Well, you know what? You can't read everything. You can't believe everything you read. He's a good dude, and give him a chance yeah, if you're not yeah. a Reed fan. Yeah, no, you know, I, I think I have a good time and enjoy it. And it is what it is, you know. I think that uh, as much as, the, you know, the crap that's out there, I mean, it's, it doesn't ever really turn into reality at the races. I mean, my lines always got a lot of people in it and you know i get to see and meet a lot of you know really neat people at the races so must be doing something right as a uh, as a journalist uh, I, I use that term very lightly in this industry really light yeah <laughs> i uh, i do appreciate your openness uh your text back you know what i mean even if you can't do something you text and say hey can't do it or don't want to do it or whatever and uh, always open and available for stuff like this and so i i really appreciate that that's for sure but um you know could be that's just kidding me i don't know all right, Reader. Yeah. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Chad. All right, guys. And we'll see you at Houston. We'll see you later. Yep. See you at the final table. You guys going to Houston? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll think about it then. <laughs> now that you guys are going, I'll think about coming. All hey, right. see you at the final table. Hey, Hart will be there. <laughs> Who's going? Carrie will be there. Oh, uh, Hart's coming. All right. Hart, I'll come Hart say hi. Misses. See you guys. All right. Later. Thanks, Reedy. And, uh, and that was Monster Energy Kawasaki's Chad Reed. Always a good interview. And sorry we couldn't get to all your calls. Uh, the lines were lighting up like a Christmas tree, and we just couldn't get to all of them. But you got to bring oh, some oh, better oh. questions, for sure. I didn't like all those questions. But, Someone uh, said I sound exactly like Paul because I was trying to... Not talking to your mic? State. Whoops. You know what? This is bullshit. Okay. This all is total right. bullshit. Right. What do you want me to do? Put my mouth around the thing? I, no, just you're not talking. You can hear the difference. There, there you go. It's a little there you go. Um, all right, and right now what we're going to do is uh, take a quick commercial here on the uh, on the Moto Show, uh, pay some bills, and we'll be back in, uh, well, 30 seconds now uh, Now that we have, uh, you know, a little bit less sponsors. See ya. X-Brand goggles are the result of over 25 years of experience in the eyewear business, and the product has been race-proven at the highest levels. For 2010, X-Brand has Mike Alessi, Moto Concepts Yamaha, Josh Strang, and many others wearing the Gox and Gox Liquid Performance eyewear. X-Brand goggles are exclusively distributed by MTA. Check out our complete line of goggles at your local dealer or at thexbrand.com. Like I said, that would be short, and uh, and it was short. And so we're back here on the Moto Show, and uh, very quickly we're going to play a game of X Brown Goggle Tear Off segment, and it'll go right <laughs> along lines as uh, as the uh, commercial you just saw. So basically, you'll get a uh, a little bit of X Brand 
uh, a lot of X brand here in a little bit. So 15 seconds on the clock. Kenny, you're supposed to have some questions for me. You probably don't, but that's okay. Nope, I uh, don't. We're going to quickly uh, ask Kenny his questions, and I want to ask Steve Cox these same questions. So, Kenny, in 15 seconds or less, you have to give me the answer what you think. Are you ready? Shoot. Okay, first question. Will we have another winner this year than, other than Dungey or Villapoto, and who is it going to be? Yes, there will be another winner, and it's going to be the number nine Valley Yamaha of Ivan Tedesco. Okay, all right. That was uh, six seconds. <laughs> uh, the next question. The most underrated 250 East rider, like the guy that you that's doing the best that you never would have thought of? Troy Adams. He uh, uh, Troy got six this week. I, I mean, I mean, he's not a guy that's going to win, but he's underrated, and the guy has a lot of talent. He's a big guy, and he's out there working his butt off just to keep up with those kids. And his lap times were awesome. Yeah, he, two or three more laps, he could have been top five. And if he starts in the top five, he's going to finish up there. And you uh, and you had him as a rider for two years. I did. Two years. He's, yeah, two, two years. Two yeah, years. Two years. And uh, always, I always thought Troy was pretty uh, pretty talented. He just had some. Going through a little personal problems. exactly. He had some he had some personal issues in his life, and he's turning him around. Obviously, he yeah. he's sorted him out, and but not like drug issues. No, no, in case no. We're scaring anybody Relationship away. Not that problems. Personal. Yeah, not that personal. I've always I saw Troy Adams, and this is no joke. And you don't not everybody can do this. I saw Troy Adams run Tim Ferry down on Tim Ferry's track. I, I saw that with my own eyes. With your own eyes? Yeah. So and you uh, admitted okay, it. The wow. third the third question is uh, Kenny Watson for somebody who's been at every race other than Toronto, and uh, I don't think this track would qualify. What has been the best track of the year in your uh, in your opinion? Uh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, I would have to say the Anaheim three with the over and under. I like that track with the breast cancer one. Yes, that was the one. Yes. Okay. All right. And that has been the X Brand Goggle Tear Off segment. X Brand Goggles, the result of 25 years of goggle technology. Check them out on the web, thexbrand.com. Also, the goggle of choice of Josh Strange, three for three in the GNCC series this year. Michael Lessie, who will come out and dominate soon, as well as the Moto Concepts Yamaha team. So, that- our boy Timmy Wiegand, who's an X Brand rider too, would yep. be up there battling for the work championship. He had a little uh, health issue that's working out, and Timmy will be back. Can you imagine having a hole in your heart your whole life and not knowing it? That's what Timmy Wiegand's going through, and he is, uh, you know, everyone put their prayers and thoughts out to the kid, and he's going to come back, and yeah. he's already a training machine, and just imagine that guy when he has a good heart without a hole in it, how worried <laughs> he's going to be. Without a hole in it. Uh, uh, good interview. Reedy's a good interview, huh? Oh, uh, Reed he's, rules, you yeah. Know? And always. I wasn't trying to sound like, you know, I was, you know, you know, reaming him or, like, you know, sucking up to him or in any way. But you know what? I just wanted to let, a lot of people give that guy a lot of crap. And I, you know, before I really got to know Reed, I was like anti Reed. You know, some stuff uh-huh. went down back in the day with him and, you know, when I was working with Ivan quite a bit. And, you know, I was kind of anti, you know, Chad. Yeah. But getting to know him the, the last thing, the chump thing and all that. Is that what yeah, about? that. And the, just some, a bunch of other stuff went down and, right. you know, off the track. And, I, and I, I, I really didn't know how to take it. But, you know, coming the last few years, I've been, you know, became pretty good friends with Chad, I would think. And, you know, he's opened up to me a little bit and, and I got to know his personality and, mm-hmm. and the way he is. And he, he's a good dude. He really is. He's really I think Chad Reed is one of the most misunderstood guys on the track. I will. I do think that from when I was with him at Yamaha for three years to now, he's changed. But change for the better. I think he's getting a, he's getting more comfortable with his own skin and, and more comfortable with who he is. And he, like I said, Justin, you have something to say. Oh, I was just going to say, what you see is what you get, and you got to yeah. respect that. You're absolutely true. That is exactly Got to respect that. Yeah. For sure. For uh, sure. And uh, so right now we're uh, going to call Steve Cox from RacerX, uh, RacerX Illustrated Magazine. So let's, uh, let's give Cox a call. You should and- get a job there or something. 
<laughs> I, I had one. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he took it. No, he didn't. No, Cox it. was there first. Well, yeah, well, everybody knows that Cox uh, tried to come out with his own magazine. And that thing, more of a newspaper. And now. we can ask him about that. And that thing went, yeah, kiboshed. We, uh, we can ask him about that. Let's ask him about it. And let's ask him about calling uh, Ivan Tedesco and... Hello? Steve Cox, hey, you're, uh, you're on the Moto Show with Steve Mathis, Kenny Watson, and uh, my buddy Justin here from Vegas. Um, you're live on the air. Thank you for doing the Moto Show. So that's it. I just answer the phone and I'm already live on the air. Yeah, that's how we, this works. we don't have a screener, nor do we have the equipment necessary to have a screener. So... Wow. Um, I forgot to tell you that in the you text could message ask earlier. permission. I mean, well, isn't that how they do it, you know, in the, uh, the big leagues? I thought that was legally like what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ask permission first. You oh. can't just be like, hey, you're on the air. What? I mean. You know, typical Steve Cox starts straight off with an argument, wants wow. to get into an argument. Why well, you got to be like that, um, Mathis? Hey, uh, Steve, thanks for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Um, what's your take from Jacksonville? What would you, uh, what'd you think? It was Florida, so that was far. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it was actually really good. The, um, the track was really cool with the exception of like one or two small spots that I think were kind of weird, but uh-huh. the dirt seemed awesome. The, you know, the racing seemed really good. Um, more than three fourths of the field stayed up in the first turn on the lights main event. So that was a change. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was actually really cool. And, uh, I got to I got to hear Austin Stroop say a curse word, which was awesome. Why awesome. on the podium? Oh. No, no, no. Just as he rode past after not quite catching Christoph oh. Porcel, um, he screamed out an expletive. That, he, you can say the expletive on the air. You can yeah, say Kenny. It. Kenny does. Kenny does all yeah. the time. Does he really? I try to, but then people just blast me on 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 uh, on some forum on the Vital. Yeah. They, they uh, had yeah, a whole page on me. Don't, I couldn't don't read Vital. People really don't do that. <laughs> don't read Why would you? Page after page. Uh, so anyways, do you think Stroop could pull a Tim Ferry here and just go 2-2-2-2-2-2 two, 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 and win the title? He, uh, can, right? he can't because he didn't get second at Dallas already. So Well, Ferry didn't get second every race either, though. So, but, oh, okay. I thought he did. No, no, he didn't. He got a couple thirds or something. But uh, uh, can Stroop do it? I mean, he's close, right? Eight points. Yeah, yeah, it's close. Um but you're going to have to rely on Frenchie there to, you know, mess something up. And, mm-hmm. I mean, even even when he's really not good, he's good, you know. So um, he went down in the first turn, uh, the la- you know, last week along with basically everyone else. Yeah. And uh, um, when he got up, he was taking his time because he thought they were, there was no way they weren't going to red flag the race because – you know, I mean, when three-fourths, literally three-fourths of the field hits the dirt in the first turn, you kind of, you know, it's not its not crazy to think, hey, they're probably going to restart this thing, you know. Right, but, right. But, uh, um, it was so crazy he, that the AMA finish line flagger was giving Sipes the blue flag. And the blue was, flag? Yeah, because he was winning. They were giving him the lapper flag. They thought he had, like, picked the bike up and was so far back. But he was Is that for real? Yeah, that's I for thought real. I saw that. That's funny because I real. thought I saw that yeah. just one lap, and I wasn't really paying attention, so I was kind of, like, mm-hmm. half in my head going, did, was he just does that blue like I I didn't yeah. quite understand what was going on right. but and I just thought I was crazy because you know I'm kind of crazy sometimes yes and, you are <laughs> so but no I didn't even know that that's that's kind of funny but right. but yeah no the point is is like Purcell was fully taking his time fully taking his time getting up yeah and and then when he, when they crossed the finish line which is nearly a full lap mm-hmm. on that track it was you know probably you know three fourths of a lap at yeah, least at least um um when they crossed the line and they got the green flag, he was like, oh, 
<laughs> so he started like kicking his bike even harder and got going. So that's how far back he was when he got going. And uh and he you know, he's still caught up to what, like sixth or seventh or something. Like it's ridiculous. Right. So um, and that was about as bad as you're going to see him do unless, you know, some, some ca- catastrophe happens. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think, that, I think the reason why Stroop was cursing is probably because he knew he had to beat him this last weekend yeah. to really give himself a realistic shot. Because, you know, subtract six points, basically, that's what would have happened. Yep. Instead, of, instead of Porcel adding three points, it would have been Porcel losing three points. And then it would have basically been Stroop could control his own destiny and, and um, you know, just beat uh, really just beat Porcel and he's done and he wins. So now he can't just do that. He has to have help and, and a lot of it yeah. probably. You um, know, so. Right before you came on the air, we have a yeah. X-Brand goggle tear-off segment where Kenny has 15 seconds to answer some questions. And oh, yeah. so we got his reply. We got his, uh, his answers. I want to do the same thing with you. So you oh, no. got to give me, I'm going to give you 15 seconds on the clock and, uh, and you got to give me the answer to these three questions. Do they have to be the correct answer? There is no correct answer. It's your opinion. So. Oh, oh, that's easy. I could come up with oh, a bunch of opinions for anything. Oh, I know. Uh, okay, so uh, will we have another winner this year other than Dungey and Villapoto, and who will it be? Uh, yes. Uh, wow, this is not that easy. Well, no, we already did. We had Millsaps. No, but the rest of the way out. Uh, yeah, Wyndham will win one. Okay, all right, 11 seconds. Good job. Uh, second question. So does that mean I have to start over for 15 more seconds, or yeah, do I only no, have four left? No, you have 15 more seconds. Oh, okay, all right. Only good. you would ask about this, these questions, by the way. We're in week 12, and no one has asked them. I'm trying to just make sure I understand the rules, okay. dude. Follow the, the rules. Who is the, the, uh, who is the most underrated 250 East rider? Uh, it's got to be Jimmy Dakotas now. Really? You think so, huh? Okay. Yeah, why not? Good yeah, call. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Good, uh, yeah I mean, he's out there on full privateer equipment, whatever, yeah. yeah. Okay, and this one took Kenny almost to the 15-second uh, limit. This one really pushed his brain. Um, best track of the year and why? Uh, I'll just go with the writer's opinion and say it's Jacksonville because I heard less complaints about that track than any other one so far this year, so right. I'll just go that route. Uh, that's probably not bad. I I, uh, I wrote the same thing in my column that'll be out tomorrow. Uh, didn't heard universal uh, applause for the Jacksonville track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there were a few guys. I mean, like I said, there were a few small sections that that got that were kind of hairball and guys didn't like. But for overall, I think that was a good track. Right, it was right. really good. Uh, hey, if you guys listening out there want to talk to Steve Cox or myself, Kenny Watson or Justin, seven zero two five eight six. Talk to me. Seven eight five seven seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Uh, call in and uh, ask Steve Cox a question. Ask Justin. Rodin. Hey, Cox, I got a question for you. Okay. Is this Watson? What's up, Watson? What's up, Cox? Tell me what. I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now. He's going to tell you. He's thinking. Explain to me and the listeners that probably want to know about what happened with the magazine that you were doing. Because I personally like that magazine. Oh, thanks, man. No, MXI was a, kind of a, you know, just one of those harebrained ideas where you decide, like, hey, um, you know, there's got to be a middle ground. What, what happened was, is in the beginning, um, I was working at Cycle News for five years or so, and uh, I always thought it was odd at the time that I think they had done reader surveys and found out that like 70% of the readership was off-road specific. Like they were, you know, motocrossers or, or uh, you know, some other type of off-road type. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, like... 70% of the content in the magazine was road race specific, it was road racing stuff. Because, you know, there's so many series. There's World Superbike and GPs and right. AMA stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So 
so I had the idea way back then that like there should be a timely publication dedicated to just just motocross stuff, you know. And so, um, you know, that was my idea. And and uh, me and my partner Scott Russo, uh, I think we did a good job at do, at putting that together and getting a concept and getting getting it like making it actually happen and and having. I mean, I think it was. I honestly do believe it was a really good magazine. And and we re- we literally had a three person staff. It was me. Scott and my buddy Neil, who who is the artist, the graphic artist, and mm-hmm. that was it. And with three people, we put out a magazine every two weeks for you know over a year. So um, it was hard and uh, uh, all that, but it was just one of those things. Basically, what happened? If you're asking like why it failed, I um, that's what Kenny wants to know. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it uh, failed. There's a variety of reasons, but the biggest is that basically is just really bad timing on our part. We um, you know, we had this idea, we knew we, we, we needed industry support to do it, and uh, everywhere we turned after we already sort of kicked the ball off, you know, um, everywhere we turned we were getting, uh, you know, sorry our budgets were cut, sorry our budgets were cut, sorry our budgets were cut. And um, so certainly if, uh, if an advertiser, you know, if a manufacturer of anything, some company, if they, if they have a, an idea for, you know, they have X amount of dollars to spend in a year, and now they've got less than that. They're not going to be giving it to a startup magazine. They're going to be pulling it from yeah. very well-established magazines, right? Right. And, um, you know, so it's not going to come to us. So it was just, it was really bad timing. And um, But, I, you know, I, I to this day, I remain proud of, of the product itself. I think it was good. And, and um, you know, it was it was just a passion thing for us to... Um, really try and do it and do it well and you know what i mean it, it is what it is sort of thing it, you know you in life um you fail you you succeed but nobody succeeds all the time you know and uh ricky carmichael so, yeah. does no he doesn't sure he does no he doesn't well i didn't succeed at bud's creek first moto oh three yeah bud's creek first moto in what 2005 i remember 2003. that 2003 2003 yeah hey one thing I, I, liked, I was there one thing i liked about mxi and i've told you this before I really loved you getting going to the team managers at the end of the day and getting their take on their team and how it was. I really liked that. That's a good, I, good thing. I thought. Well, it was a super easy way to to understand how basically everyone did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, you, you could chase down the riders, but sometimes the riders, especially if they have a bad day, they're not really open to. You know, they're, they're not sitting there going, "Hey, uh, please bring me all the journalists you can so I can talk about my <laughs> shitty day." Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. That, um, so, so, but you go to the team managers, and and the team managers typically understand a little bit better what their job is, which is to sort of make you know their sponsors and whatever happy. And so, anytime you can get your your team title name in print, that's good. Anytime you can, you know, get a photo of your sponsors on a bike or whatever, that's good. So, yeah. um, to go to the team managers and just say, hey, you know, tell me about your guys, what they do. Um, it was it was a way to make it all happen all together all at once. It was really good. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phones, Cox. Got a question right. for you. They're lighting up for you, bud. Hey, uh, you're on the Moto Show with uh, Steve Cox. Uh, who's this? Uh, Chico from Michigan. Chico, what's up, man? How are you? Are you, are you a fan of Nick Way? Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, uh, me too. But uh, hey, thanks for listening to the Moto Show. Do you have a question for Steve Cox, myself, Kenny Watson, or Justin, the four guys? Uh, actually, I guess all you guys, if you want. But uh, okay. this question is: uh, How many riders do you think there are out there that? their careers kind of get cut short because maybe they've been on a factory ride and they're just too proud to take a satellite ride, so they ended up cutting their career short mm-hmm. just because, you know, they don't want to swallow their pride and 
ride a satellite team or something. Uh, good question. I got an answer. I got an answer. Can I answer? I'm raising my hand. Yeah, of course you've got an answer, Cox. You've Go ahead, Steve. Yes. Got a hands up. Yes. You have an answer for everything. Go ahead, Steve. Um, no, well, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think it's that easy to, to talk. I don't think it's necessarily like um, just their pride, um, but I think that once you've been making X amount of dollars doing a job. Um, it's hard to take a lot less money to do the same job, and I think that uh, I think that anybody can identify with that just in the normal world. You know, if you're if you're a roofer and you're used to making you know fifteen dollars an hour as a roofer, and then uh, somebody you know you lose your job and somebody comes along and says, "Hey, I'll give you five dollars an hour to be a roofer," you're not going to be like, "Sweet, you know, I'm going to work that hard and get five dollars an hour now." And it's just a, I think it's a human nature thing. So typically, if a guy is you know if he's willing to if he is willing to take a privateer ride or whatever, it's usually because he hasn't necessarily gotten to the point of financial security or whatever yet, so he's hoping that that will lead back into another factory ride. But if, um, you know, if the guy's, uh, um, I mean, if he's already financially set, yeah, relatively I, speaking, they're, they're not going to do it just because it's, it sucks to take a pay cut. It's a lot of work to get ready and race supercross and motocross. Thanks for your question, Chico. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate it, Bye. man. Thank you for listening to the Moto Show. Uh, Moto Show, you're on the air with, uh, turn down your radio. Turn down the internet yeah. there. You're on the air with uh, the Moto Show with uh, Steve Cox. Uh, who's this? Paul from Colorado. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, weren't you uh, already, weren't, didn't you already ask a question? Yeah, well, I want to know if, uh, if Trey, Trey Canard is contracted to ride the 450 outdoors or if he's going to stay on a 250. Steve Cox? Uh, he's on a 250. The the 450 thing was purely just a one-off thing with the factory Honda team. No, no, no. For uh, the outdoors, outdoors. Yeah, I know, I know. And and he'll be on a 250 because oh. he'll he won't be able to ride a 450 outdoors. There is one 450 spot on his team, um, outdoors, and it, and it's going to be Brett Metcalf. He's going to be riding a 450 outdoors. Um, hey, you know so, who else is riding a 450 outdoors? I just found who? out this weekend. Who? Ryan Sipes. Oh, good for him. He's going to go fast. I bet. Riding a 450 outdoors. Who knew? Yeah, I heard that they're doing some big cuts over there. Did you hear anything about that, Cox? No. Uh, no, I haven't. But I do know that uh, I saw the team owner walking off the track pretty angry Saturday night because uh, Sipes missed out on that uh, on the main event. Which, And honestly, he could have won that main event. Like, And he might have actually won that main event. He was yeah. going so rid ridiculously fast. He, he, was, uh, he just was having really bad luck in the starts and stuff. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Steve Cox. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Jake from uh, Henderson, Nevada again. Oh, hey, what's up, Jake? Henderson, uh, up, Jake? Kenny Watson's hometown. Don't you live in Yeah, Henderson? what's Watson? up, K-Dub? you got to let me come out and ride a uh, Boulder City Supercross track. <laughs> How many waivers? Can you sign some yeah. waivers? Bring your own ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not that bad. I do I do ride local pro, and I passed your boy Blows out on the Boulder City normal Ooh. track. So. Get him a contract, fair Watson. Enough, fair enough. Hey, you know what? I know I'm. I'm just messing, man. He was on a supercross bike. I can't talk shit on a guy who's riding an outdoor track on a supercross suspension. Uh, yes, you can. Go ahead. No, I can't. Well, Cox, I had a question for you. Um, yeah. Since you work at Racer X, yeah. And Davy Coombs is the head of MX Sports. Yeah. Can you give yeah. us any insight on what the hell went down at Glen Helen? What is no, the deal with that whole thing? This is a complete truth. Nobody tells me crap. I don't hear any of that stuff. The first I heard about what was going on at Glen Helen and stuff was actually at the races from, like, one of the team managers or something. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know really I can, anything. Uh, I know what I heard at the races, but none of that comes I from can, MX I can Sports at all. That. I can vouch for that because when I worked at Racer X, I learned more 
from working in the office. Usually I work in the office like one week a year. You know, I just went out there and hang out. Yeah, yeah. And I learned a lot and I heard a lot when you're in the office. But when I was on my couch in Las Vegas, like you are on your couch in uh, California, they don't tell you shit. Cognitive. No, yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. But I heard, I mean, I know the rumors I heard. But I also, I also have a little bit of insight, too, because we were talking earlier about um, MXI. Well, a few years ago when we were doing MXI, that I know that the Nationals or the NPG gave out an exclusive magazine contract, like, you know, the official magazine of the Nationals or whatever, to Racer X, which... Um, you know, sort of makes sense. So, you know, at the time, uh, MX Sports held just two of the Nationals, but still, you know, it's sort of a sister company and all that stuff. And anyway, they were the magazine of of, uh, of the Nationals, and I think Cycle News. So, so they got a booth at all the Nationals. Is the point the the, the race yeah. guys and Cycle News did too because I think at the time they did the uh, the program right. So they got that's sort of their payback for doing the program was they got to have a booth at all the Nationals. Well, um, when I you know, we inquired to Racer X about, um, sorry. What the hell we, is that? Turn that was my ringer on my cell phone. We, we inquired to Racer X about, uh, I mean to Racer X, we inquired to Glen Helen about uh, having a booth out there since it was our local national and we wanted to sort of promote MXI. Um, and even though it was stated in the Glen Helen contract that they couldn't have, um, they couldn't have uh, you know, anybody except for Cycle News and Racer X have a booth, we had one two years in a row. Yeah. No. And, uh, and I mean, yeah. they just basically disregarded the rules in that regard. And it was nice for us, but the you know, I mean, looking back, I can sort of understand that, you okay. know, if things if things go south with them, which you know, I don't know the details at all, I sort of have an understanding that you know, maybe there's reasons for it that you know, it's not like somebody's a victim in this whole deal. Well, th that's the thing with uh, with Glen Helen. If you go to all twelve rounds. There's 11 of them that look the same and act the same, and then right. there's Glen Helen. And that's, exactly. And that's the truth. That's the bottom yeah. line. And if you're Davey Coombs and MX Sports, everybody on board, everybody rowing in one direction, or get the fuck out, right? Right, exactly. So, yeah, and, and I think that, you know, I don't think that's a bad way to do business either. I mean, if you want to, you know, if you, want, if you want a business to grow, if you have a set vision and you believe in that vision, you don't want people in there screwing it up, right. you know? Yeah, all right. Well, hey, thanks for the call, man. Watson said that uh, the combination for the uh, Boulder City Super Cup is a pair of bowl cutters. Cut the yeah. fence and go do it. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Watson, I actually know uh, uh, your, uh, your water truck guy, and he's got the keys out there if I really want to ride it. Oh. Hey, you know Ooh, what? threw the water truck guy under the bus. Hey, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that under K-Dubs. He's got way too many good stories for me to fuck him over. Oh, sorry for the language. That's all right. Hey, yes. Why Paul's not on the line, is he? How come that guy sounds so amazingly clear? Because uh, he's from Vegas, kid. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's a local Vegas thing. That's a good point, Cox. But he right. sounds better to me. All right, dude. I'll get off the line. Sorry, guys. All right. Hey, Later, thanks, bud. thanks for calling. See ya. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with Steve Cox. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Ryan Lewis. What's going on? Hey, Ryan. I mean, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the show. Where are you from? Um, down here in Florida, actually. All right, right on. What uh, What's your question? Hey, man, I was just looking in the chat room right here, and I saw Eric Sorby's name. Anybody know what this guy's been up to? Watson, want to take this? Sorby's living in your neck of the woods. He's down there with uh, Stewie, living at Stewart's house, working as a uh, Stewart's guy. Go, he rides with them, trains. Well, I don't know about train, but rides with them. <laughs> maybe Moses Yard. Um, watch the show watch watch Stewart's show and you'll see sorby all about it there yeah and that's my man sorby he's the best he's the best uh takeout guy in the world so i was like ah, i'll see what these guys got to say about him no nah, sorby's he, a good dude hey he called in earlier i don't know if you were listening 
Go to oh, the no, no. I actually just got on. I'm like, dang, what's what's Sorby doing? Yeah, I want to see what these guys got to say about Sorby. Listen to the archive tomorrow. He's Perhaps you go in. to iTunes. He go, to, go to iTunes, go to Pulp MX tomorrow and listen to the archive. He called in and had some not-so-nice words to Travis Preston and said that he's going to suit up and uh, take him out again. <laughs> I like to see that. I mean, there's pretty epic battles between, between them two, but uh, I like to see it again. But uh, I won't keep you guys. I'll just see what you guys thought about him, and uh, and uh, it's a cool show, man. I, I appreciate you guys. Hey, did you go to Jacksonville, dude? Uh, I didn't make it. I was sick, and uh, and uh, I didn't make it. I went to Atlanta and stuff and, and checked all that out, and it was a good time. But, uh, no, like I said, I didn't make it to Jacksonville, unfortunately. Cool, man. Keep coming back. Do appreciate it. Yep, hey, sounds good. I got a good air sorry. Okay, what's that? Um, after that weekend, I mean, how many times has he run into Travis Preston? It's as if they have, like, opposite polar, you know, whatever's, I mean, positive, negative, they run into each other. But after one of the races, we were sitting next to each other on an airplane, and he told me that he hated me because I reminded him of, Tra him of Travis Preston, which I took as a compliment because I really like Travis Preston. Right, so he hated so, so, yeah, he hates me because I, I remind him of Travis Preston. You know, There's about, probably other reasons now, but yeah, um, at the time, that was the only reason he could come up with. Yes, Justin. So, Eric Sorby is to Steve Cox as Travis Preston is to... Eric Sorby. Johnson Hansen? Who? No? Maybe I got Josh it Josh Hansen? What? Yeah, there you go. Josh, hey, Jonathan Hansen? Joshua Hansen <laughs> is what I said. Uh Hey, Justin, you know, uh, with Sorby being... I was trying to mix them up, sorry. With all these oh, man sorry. friends, you could have been a man friend to RR or Nick Way. Definitely not my calling in life. But you could have been. Yeah, you could what be out there, say? like, trying to figure out, like, where the most expensive pants and stuff. That's what's kind of going on with those guys. I've been watching it. It's pretty good. Like, uh, they just keep buying more that. expensive clothes and, like, trying to outdo each other's fashion. It's like a... It's a lot like, uh, um, you know, the Jersey Shore stuff. It really is. It's pretty fun. I think, uh, I think Cox, I think you know Justin. You guys. I, don't, I don't think Mathis is into the fashion thing. No, cargo shorts and a free T-shirt. That's what I run. Hey, hey you got to wear what fits. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Cox, you ever see the, the pants that the guys are wearing in the H&H &H tent? They, uh, they're no. not allowed to wear those designer jeans. It's either Dickies, any Dickies color. Dickies they don't. We don't. We don't tolerate that. It's like I never understood, and I'm not bashing them by any means, but the metal militia – you go there and they all wear designer jeans, and I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. I well, well, I mean, I love, I love me some Lucky Brand, dude, but that's it. That's as high up as I go on that brand. Ladder, and I buy them on eBay for like twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, but you got the Z Cavaricis in your closet too, I bet. <laughs> no, I got, I got parachute pants though from back in the day. Used to Jojo for your Bobo. What? Remember that? Were you around when they, when the that dude was making the Jojos? No, like but uh, I think it was a similar thing. I was wearing, uh, I think SoCal had them. It was called SoCal, and they were like these <laughs> baggy-ass pants that were like Velcro around the waist, and, and you'd like tie them up on the bottom, and they'd look retarded, and I used to wear them and be like, so proud of the them. weightlifter pants? Oh. Yeah, they were so ridiculous, dude. I can't even believe I wore them, but I did. I was proud of them, too. And I wore, know, I wore those usually with like my Bad Boy Club jacket. <laughs> hey, and do you know Hollywood? Mullet, I had a big old mullet. You know Hollywood <laughs> used to own this company called Rip Rock, and there was a sticker of a like a like a, a dude was Scott Sankovic Hollywood, not okay. Hollywood Jim Holly. Yeah. No 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 no. Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Scott Sepkovic. Septic. Scott Septic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That dude. He would ha he had these little stickers, dude, and they were name of his company, Rip Rock, and there was like a cartoon character of him. And back in the day, he's a sponsor like Jeff Glass, yeah. dude's from Pennsylvania, because that's is where that he's the one from. that is that the one that had like a mohawk on it? Exactly. I didn't know he used to have a mohawk. Oh, yeah. Rip that Rock. was his company, Rip Rock. Hence the nickname, The Ripper. 
The only wow. reason I said about that JoJo thing is I think they're coming back because I, I seen saw, your I, I seen someone had a sticker on their helmet. I think it was maybe uh, that one kid with the with the um, the number forty one kid with the big choppers with, with uh, Regal Regal yeah Regal with the big choppers choppers. <laughs> choppers. <laughs> yeah, that Noah, I like that kid. Yeah, Pingree, Pingree said he, they're coming back. JoJo's for your bo- bobos. JoJo's for your bobos. Yeah, they're coming yeah. back. Yeah. And then also they're going to come back with the Scott. Remember the things that used to go over the levers to hold on to? They used to yeah. be like uh, – Gator skins. Gator um, skins. Yeah. My favorite. Go over your le- – oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. No, you know what? We used to just use grip tape and stick it over the levers. Dude. And even that was so dumb. You just All it did was wear holes through your gloves. It didn't actually give you better grip. Well, you can't grip your use... goddamn uh, levers than like, you know – Find a sport where you don't need fingers or something. That's just dumb. Hey Cox, did you ever have the goggles that had no strap and they just bolt? They just glued to the. Yes, quick strap. Quick strap. Did you have some? I did. Yeah, back <laughs> when I when I first started when I was on 80s because I let my dad buy everything for me and I didn't get to pick anything out. Did you used to pull your cool. Did you used to pull your helmet off and leave the goggles on? Yeah, yeah, I used to do that anyway, yeah. Uh, I never did Because my helmet was always like a size too big because my dad didn't want to buy a new helmet next year or whatever. I used to leave so them that, on top of the visor. Safe. I used to leave my goggles on top of the visor, old school style. Yeah. And t- then they used to get so stretched out they wouldn't even fit around the helmet. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I used to have the quick strap goggles. I also had uh, um, my very first custom painted helmet had Bart Simpson on it, so deal with that. Who painted it? Uh, I don't even remember. My Serrano helmet, Serrano Designs helmet right here sitting on top of my monster fridge has Bill the Cat from Bloom County on the top. Do you remember Bill the Cat? Yeah, Bart Simpson's way better, dude. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Well, I'm just saying it's the same era. I have a 90s cartoon character. Same era, but yours is the douchey one and mine's the cool one. Yeah, Cox. Right. Hey, yeah. hey, I remember back in the day when uh, I was at Paris one time, Larry Linklogel showed up in his box truck, <laughs> and he had uh, he had Beavis and Butthead. With, he drew on the side of it, and it was like four feet tall. Dude, it's not. That's not even a joke. That's where I got the idea for my my thing on my helmet. Me and Larry used to be buds back in the day, and so I, I, that's where I got the whole thing to put Bart Simpson on my helmet was with Larry because Larry was like I don't know two years older than me, and and uh, like we hung out basically like all the time between when we were I don't know I was maybe twelve to when I was you know seventeen or eighteen. Do you got any good stories about his dad, Les? Oh, Les, dude, I love Les. But yeah, I got tons. Why? Yeah, he's a good dude. The 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 link Larry Link logo is another one of those dudes that just totally mis you know misunderstood. I mean, he's a, he's kind of out there, but you know what? He he's not as dumb and he's not as ignorant as people really really think he is. Have you seen the teaser for his new movie? I saw his new movie actually a while back. And you know what? Larry probably hates my guts right about now because I literally interviewed him like two months ago mm-hmm. and never got a chance to actually write it up for the website. So at one of these points, I'm going to actually write it up and put it on the website. But we talked for an hour. So it's one of those things where, you know, just taking the time to actually go through the whole thing and put it into an interview format is going to take me probably half a day or more. Right. So I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of dreading the idea of doing it. And I've sort of left, left him out to dry and I feel bad about it. But no, um, he, I saw the whole movie. It was on Xbox Live for like a week. And I rented it. I paid my whatever amount of money, and I rented the thing. And, dude, it was good, man. I honestly really liked it. And, and um, I mean, I'm probably biased a little bit because I, I was around for a long time when he was racing. I wasn't really around much when he was doing a freestyle thing, but um, during his racing days I was. And, and uh, you know, so a lot of the stories I sort of remember, you know. And, and so, you know, maybe, it, it's, maybe I'm biased because of that. But, right. Um, yeah, it was, it's actually a really good movie. It's really good. And um, he's, he's definitely not as dumb as people make him out. The reality is, is that um, 
he's he's he basically he, he knows what he wants and he goes and he gets it and the problem he ran into with all the drugs and stuff that he talks about in his movie I really truly think that that really has a lot to do with the fact that um, when you're sort of paid to be out there and be crazy and wild um, that's what, how you make your living how do you draw the line like at what point and how do you do it like Watson, Watson draws a line yeah, that's what we were just. I mean, that goes back. He 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 kept it real, and he still does to this day. I mean, right. he's an original yeah. militia guy. For and sure. He still rides with no front number plate. He still doesn't wear. He hasn't sold out to the corporate world. He doesn't wear gear. He wears camo army pants. You know what I mean? He pulls yeah, I every do. logo I off. I do, his but gear. I remember when he was racing in Roost America, riding gear exactly. every weekend. So, and then he rode I, for Extreme. What? He rode Extreme too. Ty Bird yeah, well, so did I. Ty, Ty Birdwell did too. Yeah, well, I would never go there. I, I, I never, I would never wear that. But I'm just saying, you know, once you go Roost America, it's kind of hard to be hardcore. I'm mean, running ATK you know, too. I love, I love Larry, Larry, but Roost you know, America. Really, Link Logan was on Team ATK. <laughs> no, I was just oh, oh, throwing okay. that out there. But that was that was the day, right? That was the era. Roost America, ATK, Musgrave. Yeah, yeah. Musgrave Paris. on the 406 every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Like that. Hey, uh, Cox, you're gonna enjoy your weekend off. I know I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do a lot of nothing, I think. I'm gonna, like, play video games, like, play some Modern Warfare 2, and, uh, um, I'm gonna, like, you know, right. walk my dogs. Like, right. I'm just gonna sort of veg, because I, man, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, talk about how much they love, love our jobs, but, and I, and I love my job, believe me, it's not like I don't like my job, but, God, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it is. It is, and I, I am going to enjoy the weekend off for sure. Hey, uh, thank you for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Does that mean I can't be on the show anymore? Are uh, you like, making me leave? No, you can be on the show. Yeah, you can be on the show again. We're just going to... But but not right now? I've got to go now? There's a limited amount of segment time, Cox. Oh. Kenny? Well, what up? Well, I'm just saying. We, okay, he... yeah. I mean, sure. we want him to be on the show. Call back next week, right? Yeah, we can have him on. Whatever, guys. Next week especially. <laughs> Thanks, uh, thanks for taking the calls, Cox. I appreciate it, and uh, and thank you for coming on the show. And you will be on again sometime. Quit kissing my ass. <laughs> yeah, Cox. All right, I, I gotta hang up now, Cox. I gotta. Bye go. bye. Bye bye. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Mathis, Lindsay, uh, <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Mathis Watson and uh, Justin Rossetti. Uh, who's this? It's Nash. Nash, call from, calling. Call from Jersey. I'm I'm begging to do a Kenny's corner. I'll throw some names out there. Take them all. Take um, none. He wants his own. I uh, I had Kenny's corner segment, but we can do we can do that. Let's uh, let's go, Nash. Give him give him the names. He wants Nash's I, corner. I mean, I, yeah. I, I listen to what people are saying, and you listen to what people say when they call on the show. They love Kenny's corner. They love to hear the inside oh, awesome stories. So I'm a, I'm with you. Kenny's corner was actually Kenny's idea. Um, but he didn't know what Imagine it was. He, he just said he wanted Kenny's Corner. But I, I didn't know. I just said because yeah. Paul Paul had his Paul podium. And I said, "Oh, Kenny's Corner, like a smartass." And, and Mathis took it and ran. With I it. loved it. I, it I was almost, quick. Like no that disrespect too. to Paul. Paul's podium was. I, I laughed know, my balls off. But okay, Nash, give him give him a name. All right, I got uh, Ulo. It, you know, Ulo was a Jersey guy back Which in one? the day. Sean Ulokowski. Oh, Shawnee. I mean, he's, you got to have some action there. Oh, okay. This is a good Sean Ulokowski story. Like I said, folks, it's gold. Right Sean Ulikowski, uh, I've known Shawnee and Tommy and Debbie, his sister, and Queenie, all of them. Wow. They're, they're, they're from Jersey. Um, first time I met them was probably uh, 96. We went out. I was out there with Sheik. We went to uh, the, so the pit in Jersey, the sand pit out there. 
You know oh, who that is? Oh, uh, Joel. Right off the turnpike? Where yeah, exactly. Practice. Dangler used to ride there all the time. And, yep. Okay. So we were hanging out. We, we went there, We and um, we were doing some filming for the first Triple X, and we were there. We left. Um, Sean, Sean wanted to become a mechanic, so I gave Sean his first job being a mechanic for Motor Triple X. Oh, yeah? The first next job. year, first job, 1998. <laughs> he was the mechanic. He worked for Deegan. That was the story that I told last week when I drained the antifreeze out, yeah. and Sean was the mechanic. <laughs> to make a long wow. story short, me and Sean were driving from Dallas to Minneapolis, and Sean was very, very, very green, quiet, kind of had a little edge to him. No tats and, yet. And all that. No, yeah, no, yeah. no tats. And uh, <laughs> we, before we left, New Jersey, he took me to this little spot called Delilah's Den, which is a strip club, a new, yep. you know. So we went and did our thing, and that was like always the joke. Do you know Kaz, Ghetto yeah. Man, Kasim, the Ghetto Man? <laughs> he was in a crust. He was in a few of the crusty movies. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we walk out with Kaz, and I talk Kaz into stealing the floor mat that says Delilah's Den on it. Oh my God! So we leave. We throw it in the the box truck the next day, and I take off. So, anyways, we're, we're leaving Dallas after the race, and we're driving to Minneapolis, and we stop in, I want to say, Oklahoma somewhere to go to a, a, a restaurant. We walk out, and there's this girl sitting on the bumper of the car, <laughs> of the box truck, and she is full-on moto little girl, claiming that she dated Kenny Bartram, this and that. So, the way I am, I'm, I'm a talker and, an, and, a, a, lover. and, a, and a lover back <laughs> in the day. Well, anyways, I convinced this girl to get into the sleeper with Sean. Ow. Next thing leads to one thing. Her and Sean <laughs> do their business, and we're on the road again. And Sean was like, it's that easy? And I go, it's that easy, kid. Welcome <laughs> to the team. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. Holy uh, cow. Hopefully misses you, Lukowski. I was just going to say, dude, come on. <laughs> hey, hey, Watson, you know what's crazy? I, I, I know where that Delilah Den's place is. I don't know if it's open or not, but you used to be able to see it from the PA Turnpike when you drove by. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was, that all right, was Nash, uh, another day. name? Throw it out uh, there. Thank you for granting uh, this, this reality for me. The Bud Man. You know you got awesome Buddy Ooh. Antonez stories. Buddy Antonez. Well, like I like I've said in the past, Budman was part of that original pack. With it was Buddy and Denny Stevenson were super super tight. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. Buddy, Phil Lawrence, Denny, McGrath, Emick, all those guys would would hang out. And mm -hmm. I remember the first time I ever ever would met Bud. Um, he was riding for Suzuki, and Tony Berluti, who works for me now, full circle, was his mechanic, and we mm -hmm. were at. Phoenix, Arizona, and I remember Budman. He was that guy. He had the big hair, f head full of hair, had the hair scrunchy, good-looking <laughs> kid, had all the girls around him. He came off of a, a phenomenal amateur career, factory Suzuki guy. Yeah. Anyways, we're there, and I was like, you know what? And I, and I was with Kyle Lewis at the time, and that was Kyle's, like, they were rivals, you know, the him they and Kyle battle. Really? Yeah. Him and Kyle. was after him a long time, but. In the amateur, but once yeah, they, yeah. when Kyle was riding the 125, okay. they were battling. In 1990, they were battling. Budman was factory guy. Kyle was full privateer, and they would battle, battle, battle. Well, I was Kyle's guy, and they knew that. So, anyways, we went to – we were at Gatorback, and um, we, were, we were driving into the track, and it was super <laughs> early. Berlue was in front of us. We park. We get all set up, and Budman shows up. And Budman back then, like, I didn't really know him. And I was, like, kind of in awe of all these guys. They would show up in the rental cars. They had the hot girls with them. I thought they were, like, full rock stars. Like, man, these guys got it together, right. you know. 
<laughs> to make a long story short, after that weekend, me and Bud became really good friends because we went out that night, and we went to that to this place called the Coliseum in Florida, and I, I got to there. see I got to see Phil Lawrence knock some linemen out. Yeah, as, yeah. as last week's story. Yeah. Exactly. And Budman was there, and Budman was with me, and that was the night me and Bud really, really connected. And uh, he he uh, he's had my back a, f- a few occasions, and a lot of people don't know this about the Budman. Back in the day, Budman was not afraid to throw his hands up in Duke. He loved to go out, and really? we would we would go toe to toe. So he and, had he had a future on the arena cross circuit already back then. Yeah, dude, yeah. Budman was was not afraid to stand, you know, with his back to you and throw. Like, hey, tying that whole circle and that crew together in a in a positive way. <laughs> did those guys tangle with people? Like when you guys went out. Like if you had a you know, weekend off, and you know who the worst was? There's two of them that were the worst, and they were both the biggest sissies. But they thought they knew how to fight. The first one was Jeremy Albrecht. Okay, Jeremy came. We called him Windmill because he never, <laughs> when he threw punches, he never threw them straight. They came from the side, and by the time he threw it, he was already getting get, smashed. Get, getting hit. And the other one was with Denny. Denny was always a smart ass comments you know always started the fights and then we had to clean it up right you know there's many i i remember one time we were in omaha we were at this place called champs like a like a sports bar type of place and i go into the bathroom and denny's laying on the ground and he's like some guy just hit me in the face with a beer mug and i go what'd you say to him he goes nothing i'm like yeah right yeah but he was tor- tormenting him the whole night i'm sure all right Probably. nash there you go you were uh, you were kenny's corner tonight Hey, hey, can't thank you guys enough. Enjoy the show. Thanks for everything. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Nash. Right on Nash. Uh, yeah, Nash is. Uh, I did a podcast with Nash. I had, a, I had oh, really? a listener. I had a listener's write in to be on a Steve Mathis podcast, and I actually got like three four, responses. No, forty or fifty emails for people who wanted to be on the podcast show, and uh, I picked Nash. I really liked his uh, his letter, and actually, no, he sent me a letter. His wife sent me an email saying how much. He loves the show and how she feels like she knows me and and this and so his wife's letter got him well, that's to be the winner. Right there. Yeah, and then I got Wygan on the line. He's from New Jersey, and they bonded like no other, right there. So, hey, uh, we'll touchy. take a couple more calls here before we're going to wrap up the Moto Show this week. Uh, Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Mathis, Justin, and uh, Watson. Who's this? Oh. Hey. This, this is Dial Tone. How you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Give, give us a call if you guys want. Lines are open. 702-586-7857. A few moments here before we uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, Kenny, are you okay with that? Kenny's corner. You're yeah, right. yeah. We're good. We're good. You're I mean, right anybody has any more questions? I, fire I, them at me. I have one for you for uh, um, uh, uh, when Tony and Leslie comes on. I want to hear the story of you with Mike and Jeff back in the day, but we'll save that for when Tony's on. No problem. But I do like that story that you gave me off the air when, when, when yeah, we Yeah, I mean, there's I got I got plenty of Tony stories. A lot of people don't know about the Alessis, but, you know, growing up, um, Tony Alessi um, kind of used Kyle Lewis's dad as like a protege. Kyle Lewis, a lot of people don't know his story. He he come, he came from a, you know, a really strong um, – you know, amateur career. His father, his sister, and his mother were really backing him back in the day. And uh, his dad was one of the original mini bike dads, like stand yeah. in a corner, hit him with a throttle cable. He still has cars to his name today. <laughs> so there's, there's a, that's where Tony got it from. All right, let's, uh, let's take some calls. Uh, Justin, maybe one of these are for you. Doubt it. Moto Show, you're on the air. Uh, who's this? That is Endo Joe from the board. Endo, what's up, man? Thank <laughs> yeah. you for listening. Thank Endo, you. Endo wow. Smoke? Kenny, Kenny really likes <laughs> yeah. that. 
I, I saw a video on YouTube of the infamous ghost ride performed by Mr. Deegan, and I am assuming that yes. the unlucky person at the, uh, the tail end of that video that started walking across the track in a celebratory mood was Mr. Watson that <laughs> had that bike ferociously tracking him. You would absolutely correct? be correct on that. Okay, well, that's what I wanted to know. And one other quick question. In your opinion, the improvements that are seemingly the, the biggest desire of this new management group for outdoor motocross, how much can that actually affect at-track attendance? And, you know, how much of it is just something that's trying to be pacified for maybe ulterior, ulterior business models? Watson, did you get that question? I, I, I think it's good for the sport. I really do have I think having one one group to 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 run it all because um you know, I've been, you know, doing the outdoors and going to the nationals for a long time and you know what? Every every track, you know, I call those guys up there the dirt Nazis up there in Sacramento and you you, you go somewhere else and it's a totally you, it's on a clean playing field. You got people all doing going in different directions and I think with, you know, the way that's going now, it's one like Steve and Cox told said earlier, it's one group and it's the same thing every week. You got the same people, you got the same security, you got the same deal to people to deal with. And yeah. I think it's way better for the sport. And that's about it. Right on. Hey, hey thanks for I, calling I, in. Yeah, I live up in the Northwest and I've raced Washougal, and I just can't imagine any criteria ruling that place out as anything short of just a motocross paradise. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I let's I, hope not. Yeah, let's hope not. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hey, it couldn't be any. Uh, you're from the Northwest. Have you ever ridden up there at um, where Birdwell's from? Actually, no, Port I, I Angeles. Port Angeles. You, you never raced Port Angeles, dude. That track can't hold a national. Can you? Oh, I know. Yeah, but I, I raced the Rocky Wonder motocross. I haven't raced modern stuff. Now I'm too old to really do much of anything. I just, anything? I just remember waking up, looking out at Washougal, and just thinking I died and gone to heaven. Yeah, it's a, it's a good track for sure. My buddy Fireman Ron is also a big fan of that place. Hey, thanks for calling, man. Hey, thanks, thanks for hey, love, love the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Uh, boards are lit up. Boards are lit Who up. Knew? Moto show. You're on the air with uh, Chad Reed. Call back. Yeah, maybe, huh? I don't know. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, on. This is Bobby from the Northeast. Hey, Bobby. What's up? How are you? Not too bad. Uh, just joining the show right now. I was wondering, you guys might have already been talking about this, but uh, what's going on with Alessi? Is he off KTM or is he? Yeah, we, we did cover this earlier. He's uh, he's not off right now. He's on. Um, nothing official going on, but there's some stuff behind the scenes that we uh, that we know of, and I guess we'll see. With that family, you'll see. You know, I mean, one thing for sure, Mike will be on the starting line at Hangtown, ready to kick ass. Yeah. Another question. Uh, any of you guys, or do you, you know, maybe not you guys personally, but do you know of anyone that's ever, like, approached, like, Mike himself and maybe try to steer him away from his dad and, you know, maybe take some advice from guys like Roger and Larry Brooks? Me, and, me, I'll jump in on you on that one. This pretty much every sponsor, team manager, and anybody else that might throw some money at that team or the rider? Well, you know, it's kind of hard for – I would think it's kind of hard for Mike. But what do you think? Fair enough. Do you think? Easy I mean, uh, just because the reason why is, you know, it's it's one of these deals. You're raised by your father. Your mother's been out of the picture for years. And it's I, I don't want to say brainwashed, but pretty close, that he is going to do, you know. And, and Tony only wants the best for Mike. He wants him to be a champion. I mean, I've known the kids since they've been in diapers, pretty much. And from that day on, Tony Alessi said, my kid is going to be a champion, and we're going to do whatever it takes. 
So bottom right. line, it's I think it's kind of hard for him to get away. He rode for Roger, but once again, when he rode for DeCoster, Tony was the was the middleman. I know he Roger didn't want him around the truck races sometimes, and Tony still. But at the end of the day, he they go home, and that's his dad. So right, I mean, but I mean, he's, he's not. You know, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying, but it just seems like you know. It's, I didn't really like him when he first came into the Nationals with the Believe the Hype, but now I appreciate him as a racer, especially at a, at a hardcore outdoor motocross guy. But, uh, I mean, it just sucks. You know, he, he podiums when his dad doesn't show up at the races, and, you know, just the things you see on the videos and stuff, it just really seems like, you know, you could probably... How about, how about this T-shirt? ...without him having someone with some experience to kind of build up his confidence and... How about this T-shirt? How about we're gonna make a T-shirt for you that you can wear? Don't believe the hype, (laughs) and let him just go be do what he does. I'm kind of anxious to see what happens. What what happens when Michael's done racing? I mean, if you look at it this way, Tony Alessi wants the best for his kid. Okay, you know that. I understand that. But you look at a guy like Phil Nicoletti that's went to the Alessi training camp all winter long, rode there, trained there, rode with Mike, rode with Jeff. And if you go out there and if Tony's going to be your guy, Tony treats everyone on the same playing field just like Mike. And, and I mean, they, he puts money back in. I mean, they have a full track watering system. They have a gate drop, 20-man gate. I mean, exactly. It's a, it's a gnarly program. People can say what they want about Tony, but Tony is in it for the sport. And I don't care if you're Chad Reed or some three-digit guy that's not even making the night show because his lap times are too short. He opens up those doors for anybody. He does. Good point. And, and you know, you could say he's this, he's that. You know, he has passion for the sport, and he's doing what he thinks is right. If I like it, or you like it, or anyone's like it, it ain't going to change. So everyone on the yep, message boards, you point. can get off. You can do what you got to do. All right. Hey, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you listening. Moto Show, you're on the air. Uh, who's this? Uh, am I on now? You're on. You're on the air, bud. Live. All righty. Hey, it's uh, it's uh, Jake from Henderson again. Um, I got a quick question for for uh, Kenny. Uh, somebody on the on the message board apparently doesn't have the nuts to call in, but they keep saying that you have a you should have a great story about uh the RM Cup and '97. So oh, uh, man, boy, do I. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take that off the air because I want to hear this. Okay, we're, so, at, we're calling, at Stillwater, Jake. Oklahoma. Email coming your way. 1997, I worked for uh, Brian Deegan. It was an RM Cup. And Charlie Bogard was like the, the up-and-coming Suzuki guy. Had, you know, had three trucks at the race. Everyone, hometown guy, had you know probably 25 people with him <laughs> at the track. And we're lining up on the gate, and I was there with Deegan. Well, what happened was he took the inside gate, and he had his friends moving the hay bales in. And it was all dissed and loamed, and they would all walk from his gate, like 25 of them, all like his hillbilly buddies. into the first turn. And they would pack it down, and they would wow. move the hay bales. Yep. So I freak out. I'm like, what the Bunch hell, what gnomes. the hell? Bogart's dad starts going off on me, telling me that my guy sucks. He's never going to win a race. You, you guys are just jealous. You know, we're here to take your money. And a big fight almost broke out. <laughs> and there was one guy. It was only me and Deegan. Yeah. Okay, and there was only one guy on that line that stood behind me and said, I got your back. Let's do this. And it was uh, DeMuth's dad, Randy DeMuth. Yeah, yeah. Randy DeMuth was like, let's do this, Kenny. I got you. I go, there's let's 25. Roll. I go, there's 25 of them. I counted. He goes, it doesn't matter. We'll take down at least three or four of them. But you know what? I protested and bitched and yelled, and nothing happened. So you know what? It's Charlie Bogard, dude. And Bogard beat us. <laughs> well, the story certainly didn't have a good ending. Who's but, laughing uh, now, right? Demas is uh, getting on your team. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like ride. I said. Yeah. I got I got long, long, long stories. Okay. You know, long history with Josh Demuth back Ties in the day. Ties are deep. Yeah, you do. Yeah, for sure. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're gonna wrap this show up here. We've uh, we've gone for gone a little long. Uh, Start late, in late. Yeah, you know, that's exactly it. Uh, Justin's just about done his twelve pack, and uh, not and even w- close. Oh, okay, sorry. And uh, so yeah, give us a call seven zero two five eight six pulp, and uh, our lines were lit up just a moment ago, and now they're not. So people could, can't wait on hold apparently. People need immediate response to their calls. Oh, there, there we go. There's one. One lucky caller. Hey, Moto Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Uh, this is Jesse from the uh, from Vancouver, Washington. Hey, Jesse, yeah, what's going Jesse. on? Uh, Vancouver, Portland, my favorite area of the United States, by the way. Love it. Awesome. I love awesome. It. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> hey, I used to steal bicycles there in Portland, those yellow bikes. I used to steal them all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> See, that's just your favorite town. You would know that they have bicycles. I always, I always had transportation when I went to Portland. So I Dude, I it. stole bicycles. They oh, have that transportation where you could ride a bike. called in? Jesse, Jesse. Jesse, tell him about the bicycles. Yeah, what's he talking about? <laughs> what, what bi- wait, wait, hold on. I can barely hear you guys. You guys went crazy there for a second. What, what bicycle are you talking about? You talking about the ones they ride downtown? Exactly. Why yeah, yeah. you used to steal them? Yeah, uh, there's a bunch of guys who go around and they, they sound like a taxi deal. It's just jobs for hippies that they just ride around bikes and just get money to take people around the town. And you really or, no? Well, what what back in the day they used to have this thing for transportation. You could have a bicycle if it's sitting uh, this if it's a yellow bike and it's sitting in front of a Starbucks. You could get on that thing and ride it to your next destination and leave it, and someone else will hop on it. Really? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, you know what? You, you're okay. I don't remember what you're talking about. I was super young, man, when that was going on. That had to be. I was in the uh, late '90s, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. When Watts was in the newspaper, keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look out for this all this guy. around one question. What was your question, boss? Oh, really? My question was, uh, are, are we done with Kenny's corner? Because uh, I want to know if you had any uh, good M- Mad Mike Jones stories. Well, <laughs> it, were we done with Kenny's corner? That depends on who you ask. So, okay, Kenny, let's call it more. <laughs> Justin's getting uh, bummed right now. No. no, no, not bummed at all. Go ahead. It's a good question. Mike, Mad Mike Jones. Mad Mike. Mad Mike Jones story. I mean, how much time you got? Come on. Oh, yeah, dude. really. I mean, I, which, I mean, dude, I could go on hours about Mad Mike. I'll, I'll just give you this one. Mad all Mike. Right. Mad Mike Jones. You know, is, you, they call Mike Metzger the Godfather. Dude, yeah. Mad Mike is the Godfather of freestyle. If you ask me, did you ever see his barrel roll at X Games? Oh, gnarly. <laughs> I didn't see it. It didn't work out too well. You didn't it was, see it? No. Oh God. <laughs> well, anyways. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, and he'll he'll claim this to this day, and and it someone gets a, him out of jail. He'll claim this. Yeah, really, get out of jail card. <laughs> he he uh, he he likes to claim, and he he'll pull this one out that he is the one that introduced Carrie Hart to his wife. And, oh, and he, he he would like to he would like to make that claim to fame, and he got all butthurt. He comes in town, and he's just a wild man. He's just he gets in town, and he just blows the wheels off of it. And gets drunk and and wants to you know bring this up and say how you know this is not the you know Carrie's not cool to him and this and that you know what Carrie Hart is cool to everybody. I can vouch for that. And that guy just I mean I like Mike Jones and yeah. I think that he needs to pull back the reins a little bit and say hey I'm in my 40s now let's let's back her down. But you know what it ain't happening. If you see what's going on, you know where he's at right now. Yeah, um, I can vouch for Hart being a cool guy because I hung out with him for a couple of weeks in '97. And the next time I saw him, when he was this backflip freestyle icon, he was like, "Hey man, what's up? How's exactly. it going?" Yeah. So a lot of people don't know. I, I, I got a, I got a good one about Carrie Hart when when someone 
asked me about that. I got a really good story about him. Oh, they weren't the phone line. Carrie Hart. How about Carrie Hart? That's cool. No, Hart. we've done four Carrie Hart's cool. No, we can't. Yeah. We, we got to say some. We're going to run out of names here. Yeah, because actually, you did decline This isn't one. my show. This is the Moto Show. You, it, could, it could be called Moto Show coming up, though, because we lost the name of it. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we lost the name of it. We might go off the air, too. We might you know, fold the doors. This might be the last show. Oh, no way. Yeah. What do people think about that on the boards? Tell tell people should put on the boards if they want us to go away. We will. We'll take the money and run. Kenny's feeling his oats. Call in now. <laughs> yeah, this could be the last oh, show. Oh man. Hey, uh, hey, guys. Thanks, thanks so much for answering my question, guys. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, th- thanks, brother. Thanks for calling. Be on the lookout for those yellow bikes in Portland. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude. Watson's got them in his garage. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude, I did put one in my box van and took it to the race, and I was riding it around, and people are like, what are you doing? Do you ride that all the way from downtown? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. They're all, you're so full of shit. I go, well, why would you ask? <laughs> did you ride it from downtown? I, I've, I have heard of something like that in Europe one time, the yeah. bicycle loner story. Moto Show, you're on the air with uh, Mathis Watson and uh, JR. What's going on? Who's this? Hey, Shader 708. Hey, what's yeah. up, bud? 708, what area uh, code is that? He's PA. Not too much. Hey, uh, this is the guy for everybody. This is the guy that told Watson Ryan Morris was going to uh, ride a 450 at Daytona. It's the new 500. Yeah, yeah. And and Watson told him he was full of shit, and now and bet him 500 dollars, and uh, and now that bet is happening. Uh, what's going on, Shane? Uh, not too much. I was just calling in. I I was sleeping all night. I woke up to call in. I just heard you guys talking about going off the air and stuff. I was wondering what went on. Well, time out. You should be disconnected for sleeping through two hours of the Moto Show. Yeah, we're not. Uh, we're, not we're not going off the air. I'm not sure why Watson on. said that, but it was funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, um, that being this said, guy Watson, though, this guy might be at St. Louis to collect. Uh, dude, hey, I told you, I got I got the email from you, and I was gonna hit you back. You know, you got a you got 500 bucks waiting for you, a Hart and Huntington Rockstar. Team shirt, and like I told you, you could be a t- assistant team manager for the day. And VIP. Are you, are you really going to do that? I, I, I'm a man of my word. Hey, I was just going to say, you know, that being that, Watson, man of his word, admits when he's wrong, pays his bet. That's cool. you got to respect that. Yeah, that's cool. And give the guy the VIP treatment and say, hey, dude, I messed up or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, I was looking forward that. to seeing you this weekend, by the way. <laughs> uh, and hey, yeah, so do you have I was any book and everything, and I, I realized I'm not old enough to rent a car, and I wouldn't have had any way to get around, so I was kind of screwed. Hey, all you gotta do is get a cab, though, bud. Yeah, like they make cabs; they take anybody. You hey, don't gotta be of age. I'm all for paying up bets and everything, but if you can't just show up in person and at least shake the guy's hand, then oh no, he will. My turn pays. He bets will. are off. He will. Uh, do you have any? Other... Uh, I, have, I have full intentions of showing up. <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Do you have uh, any other any other scoops that maybe Watson wants to categorically deny? Maybe I could double or nothing. Yeah, do you want to double or nothing? Uh, I, yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I haven't. Uh, there haven't been any little birdies around. We've all been a. Mike Jones is my neighbor, so I've just been wondering about that. Are you going <laughs> to use the five hundred dollars for bail money? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Um, hey, what about Jimmy Eichel? Another guy in the in the pen, Watson. I I haven't heard too much about that story, man. I mean, I know he got arrested. I, I really haven't heard what was going on. Right. You know, I, I and this goes back to what we talked about before. You know, Eichel, you know, got caught up in that. Oh, in we that, did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, Eichel got caught up in that, you know, in that addiction problem and, and, and got, you know, 
all strung out and had to go do what he had to do to support himself. And, Desperate you know, times, maybe robbing your hometown, hometown bank where you grew up and you had your first bank account isn't the best idea. <laughs> I think you need a better disguise. Exactly. Than a pair of sunglasses, a yellow, yellow pair of lenses. Yeah, sunglasses. where everyone walked out. All right, Jimmy, see you later. <laughs> so. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the yep. show. Later, buddy. Yep, take it easy. Hey, keep in touch with me on email about what, where you're going and what race you're coming at. I'll make sure it happens. All right. I want to uh, I want to get this little thing in Transworld Motocross if I can like uh, get a yeah. little photo op of pay the bills you know? yeah no get problem. a little photo op of this uh, well guys what do you think thank you we it wasn't this? the same it wasn't the same no we, we lo- yeah. one soldier down yeah that means I miss, my fault I miss, I miss I miss the soldier all right well uh, hey Justin thank you for coming in yeah Justin you're no problem. awesome Th- bud. thanks for having me I appreciate it yeah 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 I, I like that uh, I needed to talk to you more about the message ports but uh, I'll maybe. try and pick up the slack next time if I get invited back yeah if you get invited back it's tough big if it's a tough go uh, do you guys want to take this one last call or what do you want to do yeah it's, dude it's Blake one last call let's do it come on alright last call hey you're, you're on Probably the show you're, uh, you're live on the air who's this yeah this is Ken from Michigan yeah hey. Ken Michigan whereabouts in Michigan eh you know it could be DeWitt Grand Blank just all the Flint. Oh. Okay. Hey, hey, Steve, I'm the one that's been uh, sending you trying to get you hooked up with the Swingster. Oh, okay, yeah. Hey, uh, Swingster called me back at 4 in the morning my time to uh, to do a podcast. Uh, I was sleeping. It was 7 his time, and uh, I'm going to keep trying, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep trying. Let's call him right now. Yeah. Let's call Swink yeah, he's right now. What's that? Can we call Swink right now? Will he be sleeping? It's 1119. Let's call him. You know I- yeah, go ahead. We're going to call Swink right now. Kind of extreme. Let's call Swink. Do you know Swink? Definitely You're from not. Michigan? Yeah, I do. No, he's not from Michigan. Oh, sorry <laughs> that, bud. I say we call Swink right but, uh, now. No, hey, thanks for thanks for trying to hook that up, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's coming. Oh, no problem. Yeah. It's coming. Hey, do you have a question? Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about them if they were to let 252 strokes race in the lights class? I, I think it would be bitching. I think nobody would buy four strokes anymore. Do it. Yeah. I think a, two, a 252 stroke, properly prepped 252 stroke, would, would want the floor of a 254 stroke. Privateers galore. Yeah. They'd be yeah. showing up in droves. The biggest mistake well, they what's, made. What's holding them back in the, in the nationals or supercross? Well, I know they do it in the amateur three, nationals three, and that. Three manufacturers you, don't sell them. That's what's holding yeah. them back. The OEMs don't sell them, so they don't want to put a bike out on the track that you you know they can't they, they don't sell. And and. You can't blame them. Uh, they're looking after their best interests, so that that's what's holding them back. And I, I'm okay with that. So, oh, oh really? All right. Okay. Yeah. All but, right. Uh, but uh, all right. Thank, thanks, man. And the swings, the swingster podcast will happen. I swear. Definitely. No, I know he is pretty elusive, though. He he is elusive. Kenny Kenny we'll, once hired him to ride for him. We'll pin him down. Yeah. Were you there, Kenny? Then. Yeah, what? you were there. Yeah, elusive. No, 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 no. I was. Let's call Swingster. Let's try. I'll, I'll, I'll do the intro. I'll call. Wow. Let's go. We're gonna call Swingster. People on the message boards want to hear Swink. We're here Kenny's for going you guys. Broke. We're here for you guys. Anybody has any questions for the Swingster? 702-586-7857. Talk to Brian Swink. And I got. We'll, and I'll let Swingster tell you some Swingster stories because he has some good ones. He might be sleeping because I think he drives a gravel truck now, but you never know. We might catch him at the bar. You know what? He doesn't even have a cell phone. This is going to be his house. This is going to be his landline, guaranteed. You guys ready for this one? Yeah, Swingster. 
See where he's at. He might be pissed. He probably won't even you hang out. answer. When I will. Up. Tell him he's live on the air, though, so he doesn't start. Live on the air. <laughs> you don't got to repeat right after me. Hi, you reached Brian. I'm not here right now. Uh, okay, so you guys know that we tried. Yeah, we did try. We, we tried. tried. We tried to call the swing, and I will try him again for that podcast. Um, all right, man. Thanks. That was it's awesome. been fun. It's been yeah, a good that show. was an awesome show. And uh, Justin, I'd like to thank Justin for coming in and drinking beer the whole time with us. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to pawn beers off on me, but I don't drink beer. I don't like the taste of that crap. Yeah, yeah, you were good. Uh, it's a way to stay strong, Watson. Thank you. I appreciate and, that. And uh, and thanks for everybody who's listening. I think we're we're not going to have a show next week. It's Easter weekend. We're off. But we're going to have a show the week after, despite what Kenny just said and dropped a bomb on everybody. Well, I but, didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I, we, I know we lost the name, the did, Moto Show. We did lose the name. But we're going to – how about some people uh, put some stuff up on Pulp, and uh, maybe we could uh, name the show. We'll, we'll do a poll or something. Email try to your figure requests. It out. Why not that? Just yeah, email the quest of what, are you, what people think the show should be called. Because yeah. this show's for you guys. It's not – I mean, we're doing this because, you know – for you. Oh, we're not getting. We're not making any money. We're really not. No, we're not. We're no. not making money. I'm not, I mean, with people pulling out, I mean, we might have to go to the hip. But you know what? It's worth it. Right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, X Brand Goggles. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, um, Greg McCreary. Uh, thanks very much for that. And thank you for uh, everybody for listening. Um, it's been a wild ride. We're going to relaunch most likely with a new name and some new sponsors in a couple of weeks. But uh, until then, thank you everybody and. Uh, yeah, we'll see you down the road at the races. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. But like a miniature Buddha covered in hair.